The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Another week. And uh Another massive controversy. Kind of the same one, though, left over from last week. Although now people have had a chance to read the book. I I haven't yet. But uh, Glenn and Stu read it. And they both feel like this is um, this is Steve Bannon angling for running in 2020 or 2024. There's just there's no way. I, I just I can't imagine a scenario that would lead to Steve Bannon winning the Republican nomination. That's just improbable. Uh, totally unlikely to me. Nearly impossible, as a matter of fact. Um, but now Bannon is backing off pretty much every quote in the book because he's being systematically destroyed in his life, which is not, it's not pleasant. Uh, it just happens to be a fact of life uh, when you go up against this president. Now he is saying, not only is the president a great man, which we already heard last week, but Donald Trump Jr. is both a patriot and a good man. In the book, he calls him treasonous. Now he's both a patriot and a good man. He's been relentless in his advocacy for his father and the agenda that's helped turn our country around. My support is also unwavering for the president and his agenda, as I've shown daily in my national radio broadcast, which I'm trying desperately to hang on to. Uh, on the pages of Breitbart News and in speeches and appearances from Tokyo and Hong Kong to Arizona and Alabama. President Trump was the only candidate that could have taken on and defeated the Clinton apparatus, he says, which is not true. I am the only person to date to conduct a global effort to preach the message of Trump and Trumpism and remain ready to stand in the breach for this president's efforts to make America great again. My comments about the Russian nationals came from my experience as a naval officer stationed aboard a destroyer whose main mission was, this is just aggrandizing himself, whose main mission was to hunt Soviet submarines to my time at the Pentagon during the Reagan years when our focus was to defeat the evil empire and to make, and to making films about Reagan's war against the Soviets and Hillary Clinton's involvement in selling uranium to them. My comments were aimed at Paul Manafort, (laughs) were they? Huh. Then you should have named him instead of Don Jr. as treasonous. Eh, just a thought. He should have known they're duplicitous, cutting, and not our friends. To reiterate, those comments were not aimed at Don Jr., which is strange since you mentioned him in the book. Everything I have to say about the ridiculous nature, nature of the Russian collusion investigation, I said on my 60 Minutes interview there was no collusion in the investigations of witch hunt. I regret that my delay in responding to the accurate, accurate reporting regarding Don Jr. has diverted attention from the president's historical accomplishments in the first year of his presidency. What he regrets even more than that is the fact that he is being systematically destroyed. <laughs> that, that is the real regret Steve Bannon has at this moment. Now, in the book... Uh, Bannon is quoted as saying they're going to crack Don Jr. like an egg on national TV. It's not directed toward Paul Manafort. 
while Bannon's statement may seem like a baby step, he's as stubborn as Trump when it comes to apologizing and admitting he's made a mistake. He views any concession as a sign of humiliating weakness. Uh, they say look for Don Jr. to accept the statement graciously, but Bannon has further further to go with President Trump. Uh, the POTUS has said that he wants surrogates who appear for him on TV to bury Steve. Yeah, I, I don't think Donald Trump's going to be forgiving about this. It just that doesn't seem it doesn't seem like the likely scenario. I think Steve Ban- Bannon is in for a uh, really rough ride. Meanwhile, uh, Trump's surrogates were out defending him. Uh, Stephen Miller was on CNN with Jake Tapper over the weekend. This is fascinating. Um, Miller just gets belligerent with Tapper. And and frankly, uh, as we've said uh, many, many times, I think Tapper is probably the best journalist in America. If to, to accuse Jake Tapper of being... Uh, sort of a uh, uh, leftist-only type of journalist who has who has no journalistic integrity. Yeah, he's not a shill. It's just not, yeah, he's not a shill. He's not. Uh, but that's the way Stephen Miller makes it sound. Here's what happened on Tapper the other day. The people that you don't connect with and understand, the people whose manufacturing jobs have left, who've been besieged by high-crime communities, and who've been affected by a policy of uncontrolled immigration, those voices, those experiences, don't get covered on this network. That's so, why, the, I, mean, mm. it, I mean, to prove the point, I was, I was booked to talk about the very issues I'm just describing, and you're not even asking about them, because they're not interesting facts to you. That's not true. I have plenty of questions on immigration. And there, and there, you've attempted to filibuster by talking about your flight no, to the I'm president. Not, I'm, no, I'm not. I want to ask you a, a question, because don't, you, No, you, don't you, be you, condescending. You, Jake, Jake. Steven. The reason why I want to talk about the president's experiences, what I've seen with him traveling to meet mm-hmm. dozens of foreign leaders, with his incredible work. Okay, you're not answering major, the questions. No, I understand. You have 24 hours a day of anti Trump material. You're, being, and you're not going to give three minutes for the American people I to get hear it. the real experience you, of you, Donald Trump. There's one viewer that you care about right now, and you're being obsequious. No, you're being which, a factotum no, in order to being. please him, okay? <laughs> And I think you know, I've, you know wasted, I I think I've wasted enough of my you viewers' time. I, you know who Thank I you, care Stephen. about? As Republicans, hey, Jake, lawmakers call you know for Attorney General Jeff Sessions to resign. That's, they eventually just cut off his microphone. Yeah, that went on for about seven minutes. We, we got, you know, the end there. <laughs> I just... Wow. I, I, you know, I, I know that's going to appeal to a lot of people. Um, I, it doesn't appeal to me. I, I don't... Because Jake Tapper is not that guy. CNN might be that channel. CNN mm-hmm. might be that cable network. But Jake Tapper is not that guy. He's not the one to point the finger at and say that he's just a, a Democrat shill. He's not. He's the only one that would ever challenge Barack Obama during his presidency. The only one. Maybe John wants his face from ABC every once in a while. John uh, Carl? John Carl? Yeah, John Carl from ABC, who I haven't heard from in a really long time. I don't yeah, know what I'll happened to that guy. Too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's uh, that's amazing stuff to be called an obsequious factotum had to hurt <laughs> if he knows what it means I had to google that one <laughs> I'm a factotum where did that come from from Tapper You're, you've just called him an obsequious factotum uh, <laughs> do we even have that's a bumper sticker on your car is it not oh it has been act like for... you don't know yeah no it's that's been on my car for about 
three years now. Yeah, so so yeah. obviously Jake was behind you at a red light at Apparently. one point. And like, that's oh, where I he got it. That. <laughs> but uh my goodness, that's hard to even find on Google right now. I know. <laughs> Obsequious, of course, is being obedient uh-huh. to an excessive or servile degree. And factotum is a guy who uh Factotum means to do everything. To do everything. You're <laughs> you're like you're like the jack of all trades. Okay, yeah. For the person you're servile uh-huh. to. So, uh, uh, and he summed it all up in two words, where the definition takes a lot longer. So yeah. that was a nice job by, uh, uh, yeah. by and, Tapper. Uh, yeah, instead of saying we're going to commercial, you could just say you're an obsequious, obsequious factotum, factotum and we're out of time. <laughs> this is a waste of time. Thanks for coming on. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, I hate it when... The Trump minions do this, and and it's it's a tactic they use often. And there are sometimes, there are occasions where that's appropriate with people who are, in fact, just simply shills for the Democrats. But Jake Tapper is not that guy. He, he's he's really not. But I'll, I would imagine that a lot of Trump supporters probably love that. 888 uh, with your thoughts on it. Then, of course, there were the Golden Globes last night. And you talk about uh, obsequious factotums. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, they were all there gathered uh, together last night at the Golden Globes. It's just, it's, it's nauseating to watch Hollywood self-congratulate themselves. And, by the way, mostly ignore all of all of the the rape and the sexual assault going on in Hollywood, they pretty much turned it around onto the rest of the nation. They didn't even, at least what I saw, maybe you saw, I, I, I couldn't handle it for very long. Uh, but I checked out early. Uh, I just couldn't take it. First of all, it was boring. I, I was bored out of my mind. Secondly, th- they didn't really address the issue, which is, Sexual harassment in Hollywood, where all these leftists are raping each other. So wait, you're you're asking Hollywood to talk about something that's yeah. going on in in Hollywood? Hollywood in Hollywood? Yeah, maybe maybe make logic. mention to that. Hmm. How about the all the directors who are all left wing guys? By the way, from the Harvey Weinstein, who's a humongous Hillary Clinton supporter, to the Brett Radners and the to- James Toback and all of the rest of them that are being accused of this stuff, they're all left wing people. But that's not what they really talked about, at least from what I saw last night. Maybe they went on to talk about it, but mostly it was directed at the rest of it. You know, there's there's sexual harassment going on in every walk of life, hmm. in every walk of life, uh, with um, with janitors and with with office workers and uh, people in Iowa. Actors. Yeah, <clears throat> you, you know what? That's that's not what really we're supposed to be focusing on tonight. Let's focus on the actors and the directors. And the producers and the Hollywood insiders of every stripe who have been raping and pillaging for 30 or 40 or 50 years. And Meryl Streep, uh, who's unbelievable and trying to try, you know, try to deflect her silence against uh, Harvey Weinstein by talking about everybody else's silence like uh, Ivanka Trump about her dad, Melania Trump, about her husband. It's pathetic. She's the one who stood up and applauded Roman Polanski upon his magnificent return to Hollywood and the rape culture there. (laughs) 
I mean, and then you have the unmitigated gall to say that it's Ivanka Trump and Melania Trump's silence that you're concerned with, not your own? Wow. But somehow they get away with it and we keep going to their stupid movies. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Uh, first, let me tell you about the holidays being over. Yes, but winter is just getting started. It's only just begun. And according to studies, the air inside your home right now is probably up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside, which can cause illness and allergies and un- unnecessary wear and tear on your HVAC system, which leads to costly repairs or even worse, the replacement of the, the whole system. So there is a great solution and an affordable solution. It's filterby.com. America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all shipped free within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here in the USA. FilterBuy offers a multitude of MERV options all the way up to hospital grade. So you'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and other allergy-aggravating pollution while you maximize the efficiency of your system. Right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery, so you never have to think about when it's time to change filters again. Save money, save time, breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Here. Triple eight, 933-93. Interesting, the, uh, shortly after CNN's Jake Tapper finished up his interview with White House Senior Policy Advisor Stephen Miller, uh, President Trump took to Twitter, writing, Jake Tapper of fake news, CNN just got destroyed in his interview with Stephen Miller of the Trump administration. Watch the hatred and unfairness of this CNN flunky. uh, See, uh, uh, that's what's unfortunate. I mean, there there was no hatred. It wasn't unfair. What was unfair was Miller trying to turn everything around on him. That was the unfairness. Because just answer the question, he'll move on to something else. But he wouldn't. Yeah. It's frustrating. Frustrating. and uh, It It is frustrating. It compounds it when you have the President of the United States tweeting his... um, I just don't even know what to call it anymore. But the man is handcuffing his own presidency. Yeah, it's too bad because he's got some good things to talk about. And I wish I wish we could focus on that. Yeah. And if that literally if it were just a list of facts of things that the man has accomplished, let's just say it's a history book written 100 years from now. Right. You're not talking about character. You're just talking about, okay, what happened during the first Mm -hmm. year? And and we don't acknowledge Twitter and this little history excerpt, anything like that. Ignore everything. It's going very well. (laughs) So shut the hell up and put your thumbs under your legs, man. Yes, please. Yes, please. Take it. Uh, But. Instead, he also tweeted over the weekend, now that Russian collusion after one year of intense study has proven to be a total hoax on the American public, the Democrats and their lapdogs, the fake news mainstream media, are taking out the old Ronald Reagan playbook and screaming mental stability and intelligence. Actually, 
throughout my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and being, like, really smart. Crooked Hillary also played these cards very hard and, as everyone knows, went down in flames. I went from very successful businessman to top TV star to president of the United States in my first try. I think that would qualify as not smart, but genius. And a very stable genius at that. So he's declared himself a very stable genius. I think there's a lot of geniuses that uh, pretty much d- declare themselves stable geniuses, aren't there? I, and aren't they like smart? I can't smart? think of any right now, but I think they're like smart. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, Such as? <laughs> Sorry. I no. This is the stuff that's problematic. This is the stuff uh, we could do without. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just he's his own worst enemy. He is. is. And that's saying something. I mean, think of the... What was the word Jake Tapper used? Uh, the obsequious factotum. Yeah, that that run the halls of Congress for the yeah, Democrats on right. that side, okay? How about all those obsequious factotums? Yeah. Huh? Well, Think about that. He's, he's winning against them. Yeah, he is. So uh, just shut up with the other stuff, man. You look at Gorsuch, huge win. You look at the regulations that he has eliminated in the APA. Mm-hmm. You look at getting us out of the Paris Accord, the TPP Treaty, uh, giving state land Back to states, something I never, I didn't even imagine that was possible. He did it. Huge gains in the war on ISIS. Um, Pay raises for the troops, declaring Jerusalem the capital of Israel. What a bold move that was. Really courageous and bold. And moving the, the embassy from Tel Aviv to the declared capital. That's going to happen as well. In the tax bill, which was obviously done by Congress, but he signed it into law. It, that included the repeal of the individual mandate. So they're going to ignore the individual mandate now. They're not going to enforce that. And it opened up drilling in Anwar, as we talked about last week. That is another non-anticipated benefit of this administration. Mm-hmm. So again, you look at that list, it's pretty darn good. Yeah, and, and they're cutting um, in most every department uh the workforce, federal jobs that uh, are sapping us dry, including IRS uh, enforcement. And mm-hmm. um, if I would uh, <clears throat> let me add um, uh, Nikki Haley at the United Nations. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is an. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to sound like the president. That is an epic win. <laughs> That's huge. No, seriously. That is, it is. great. She uh, is and doing it's a, a good list. Job. It's a good list of it accomplishments. Is. You're right. And, and if you I can't think not... of a similar year for George W. Bush, frankly. Yeah, I was just about to say, I if can't. you just took out personalities, took out names, you just said, hey, do you want a president, when we get Obama out of here, if you, do you want a president that does this in his first year? We'd be like, oh, hell yes. Yeah. Um, I don't care who it is. And you know what else? You might say, yeah, but that it, it's just not going to happen. So let's not talk fairy tales. <laughs> yeah. All of that has happened. Yeah. Obviously, during the campaign, I was not a supporter. I think that everybody knows that. Um, I continue to be somewhat leery, uh, but I I can't I can't argue with the with the accomplishments. He's done a pretty darn good job. You know, and somebody when I was filling in for Glenn last week challenged me on, well, it sounds like you've changed your tune on his character. No, I these I, I'm just talking about his accomplishments. Just look at what he's done. And you can't deny it's been good if you're conservative. Mm-hmm. And they ju- they just did a study that found out that showed that he is almost as conservative as Ronald Reagan at this stage of his presidency. Far more conservative. 
far more conservative than W and far more conservative than HW. Mm-hmm. I, that's pretty amazing. I would never have guessed it. I wish he would allow his record to speak, to speak for, for itself. itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or trumpet your accomplishments rather than your genius. That's all I'm saying. And, and I think it would be uh, a lot more palatable to a lot of people. Although, again, there are a lot of Trump supporters who love this. They love it when he tweets like this all the time. They, they, that's great to them. Uh, 888-933-93. I had some tweets here, in fact, that... Uh, that one you've already... These, these are the president's tweets. Uh-huh. We've already done those. Uh, but there were some other tweets here that are worth sharing. Uh, oh, this one about uh, from Moonster, who I, I don't know who that is. But uh, somebody via Wikipedia about Orrin Hatch, who is stepping down finally after 237 years in office. Orrin Hatch is not going to run this time. So it's opening it up for some new blood in uh, the U.S. Senate. And somebody writes uh, via Wikipedia's page on Orrin Hatch. Hatch ran on the promise of term limits (laughs) and argued that many senators, including Moss, had lost touch with their constituents. <laughs> That's rich right there. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. As long as we're reading uh, tweets. Wow. Uh, do you want this one from Trump or do you want this one from uh, Randy Quaid? Well, let's do Randy Quaid's. <laughs> uh, because Randy Quaid tweeted about, this is about the Golden Globes last night. Uh-huh. Quaid tweets out, their hatred is implacable. They're the reason my Golden Globe is locked up in a police evidence room along with my Bible. Wait, what? See, I don't even know what. <laughs> what? That's got to reference something. A, did Randy Quaid win a Golden Globe award? B, why would it be locked up in a police evidence room? And why would his Bible be there as well? Okay, he does have Golden Globes. He by does. The way. He has won them. He has a few. For what? Like. Randy oh, Randy he, Quaid yeah, nominee, nominee, is one of the one worst winner. actors in the history of of acting. Oh, but he won Best Actor in a miniseries, LBJ, The Early oh, Years. Man, he he single handedly ruined. Uh, I'm trying to think what movie. Oh, it was uh, you know the Independence Day. He single handedly ruined that movie for me. Mm-hmm. Single handedly, mm-hmm. I I like the movie. Except for his part, which wrecks it. He is the Jar Jar Banks of Independence Day. Okay. Also, uh, he <laughs> tweeted out, they deliver clueless celebrities to tickle the fancy of their political agenda supporters. They use scandal mongers like Michael Wolf to warp truth with plausible fl- falsehoods to attack and discredit their enemy, which appears to be America itself. That I kind of agree with. <laughs> uh, then there's tonight, if you attend or watch the Golden Globes, just remember... A faction of our industry's lawyers and producers uses retired Israeli government contract killers and spies to protect rapists, wealthy pedophiles, and property thieves. Wow. Wow. Okay, so they use they use producers. Israeli spies. Who are yeah. Israeli government yeah. contract killers, contract. not just spies. Oh, I'm sorry. Contract killers. Contract killers and spies. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's that uh, Jewish hysteria. Yeah, I don't have a geotag on the whereabouts sick. of his Bible at the moment, by the way. Still looking for that. But has he actually won? He actually won he a, did. a Golden Globe. For 
LBJ, the for early LBJ. years, the miniseries. Okay, I missed that. I missed that tremendous acting performance. Yeah, 1988. Which the Hollywood Foreign Press awarded. So maybe maybe I'm way out to lunch on that. Uh, but in the movies I've seen him in, uh-huh. mm, not so much. Hmm. Not so much award-worthy. Interesting, though. What's uh, his bio? I got to find got, this. Answer. He's got some issues right now. Bible and police station. He's got some hysteria going on. And there would be a lot of people that would say, that's not hysteria, Pat. That's, re- that's really going on. Are you denying that there are Israeli government contract killers and spies protecting Hollywood rapists? Well, yes. Yes, I think I think I am going out on that limb. Uh, 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Ray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Right. 888-933-93. Pat Gray Unleashed. Golden Globes last night. Ah, just uh, fantastic. Uh, they all wore black to, mm-hmm. in solidarity, you know, for... Uh, for what? For, it's for what? Me Too and it's uh, Time's Up. And all the other really cool hashtags that they can use. Emo. Emo. That's what just. That's what. It looked emo. No, you wear you wear black if you're like an emo chick or something. You know, yeah. an emo kid. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, no, no, they didn't really look that that way necessarily. Okay. No, I mean they could pull off black. Most of them. Um, uh, Mark Ruffalo also uh, encouraged everybody to wear black. Mark Ruffalo here. Uh, as you can see, I'm wearing black. And that's to support mm-hmm. the Times Up movement. Okay. Uh, so today, uh-huh. I'm asking all you guys out there to, yeah. uh, oh, guys. to to wear black and post it on your social media. That's why I'm using wearing using the well, hash, ha- no, hashtags You're kind Times of Up and times up. Why We Wear Black and Why We Wear Black um, to okay. spread the word, spread it, and support a lot of really wonderful, wonderful. courageous that's women yeah. who okay. are asking for fairness in the workplace okay. by stopping by. sexual harassment and harassment in general. Yeah, I'm for that. It's um, it's been mm-hmm. a long time coming, mm-hmm. uh, and we're here, and we're and here. It's exciting. It's exciting, and I know it's it's it can be scary for some people. It can. Change is scary. Change is scary. But (laughs) But we live in a really special, magical time. We live in a special, magical time. You know? Uh, It's a special, magical time. I wonder if he feels that way about the Trump administration. Is that a special, magical time, too? (laughs) Because I'm thinking probably not. But it's a special, magical time when it comes to the cool hashtags that we're doing for, for the Hollywood people. That's a special and magical thing. Um, some of these other things are not special nor magical. Uh, Oprah Winfrey speech too. Everybody is saying that this is maybe her shining moment where she announces for pre- for the presidency. And it, I mean, this kind of sounded like she's angling for that. That's really an, an interesting uh, 
statement, speaking your truth. Not speaking the truth, it's speaking your truth. Yours. Because there's, there is the truth and then there's your truth, which may differ from the truth, but it's still yours. It belongs to you. That's your truth. You just push, you push that out there, your truth. We got too much of that. It should be the truth. Now, if that's what she means, then that's fine. But everybody doesn't have their truth. It's all you little people out there, not us in this room. <laughs> let's let's not look at us in this room that we've always been the ones that spurred this. But don't forget this started with Harvey Weinstein. But let's let's ignore all that. Let's not even talk about Harvey. Let's not talk about all the women abused here by leftist Hollywood douchebags. Let's talk about the farm workers and the, the managers in the factories who have been abusing women. Let's talk about that. Interesting speech. Uh, and I think, yes, probably quite possibly setting up a presidential run in 2020. I mean, there'll be a lot of people who support that. I mean, people love Oprah. I, I think they've forgotten who Oprah really is. And if you, if you liked the collective salvation Marxism of Barack Obama, you'll love that. All of that. To about the 10th power in Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey, let's not forget, also attended Jeremiah Wright's church. I had. For a long time. Uh, Oprah Winfrey also had this argument with one of her audience members a few years ago. Uh, it talks about one of the points it brings out is one of the mistakes that human beings make is believing that there is only one way to live. And- Wait, what? One of the mistakes human beings make is that there's only one way? You mean like I am the way, the truth, and the life? No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's that's the way, right, for Christians. If you're not Christian, it'll be a different way. But that know. we don't accept that there are diverse mm-hmm. ways of being in the world. That there are millions, millions of, ways of ways to be a then human how do you being, and, God? and many ways, no, but many paths many to no. what you call God. That and her crazy. path might be something else. Hmm. And when she gets there, she might call it the light. But her loving hmm. and her kindness and her generosity brings mm-hmm. her, if it brings her to the same point that it brings you, it doesn't matter whether she called it God along the way or not. And I guess the danger that could be on that, I mean, it, it sounds great on the onset, but if you really look at both sides, I there couldn't possibly be just one way. What, what about Jesus? What about Jesus? There is one way and only one way, and there that is through Jesus. There couldn't possibly be with because a million you of people say in the there world. isn't. There couldn't possibly be because you say you intellectualize it and say there isn't. If no. you don't believe that, you're all buying into the lie. Wow, and that that argument uh, went back and forth for quite a while. Well, I had not heard that. Yeah. But there might be a side benefit to having a president, Oprah, uh-huh. is that maybe at like uh, State of the Union speeches. Like maybe halfway through it, she would like uh, there'd be a random senator sitting out there under his chair. Might be like a, a little heads up that you want a new car sitting. <laughs> well, that'd be nice. Front of the Capitol. That'd no, be nice. Just, just a thought. Yeah. Or maybe you know everybody who comes to the inauguration hmm. receives a new car. That would be nice. Hmm. Yeah. Look under your feet. Everybody standing out there. Everybody gets a new car. Yeah. <laughs> All 1.4 million of you. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh, but you're right. You're right. This, this society, our nation now is to the point where it's like, it is totally 100% a personality contest. It is no not question. even remotely about issues anymore. It, it's not, it's not about character and it's not about issues. And see, that's that, that watershed moment was what? 2008. 
I mean, well, actually, no, mm-hmm. I mean, you could say 92 with Clinton, but what I, I'm saying that McCain was trying to play the issues game and Obama was the personality and, and yeah. there's no, there's no going back. It's all personality now. Yeah, but so. you're right. We also had that in 1992 mm-hmm. with Bill Clinton because he was exposed for a, for a dirtbag before he was elected. And so what's happened? Nobody cared. Both both of the candidates that went with the personality angle, mm-hmm. uh, now all three, mm-hmm. because let's be honest, Obama was a personality. So we've got Clinton won with his personality, Obama won with his, mm-hmm. and Trump won with his. I mean, it's literally, that's all it is now. And what it's I'm a, afraid of is Oprah Winfrey could win with hers. Yes, exactly. I and agree that, that's, completely. That's the most frightening of all, because Oprah Winfrey is not the person you want for policies. She's just not, she's not, I, I, again, if you didn't like Obama, Oprah Winfrey is worse than he is on policy. Oprah Winfrey is going to bring us socialism and Marxism like you can't believe. Uh, that's just what she believes in. And collective salvation nonsense. Uh, I mean, if that's what America wants now, uh, there's not much I can do about it. But I, I'm just hoping that you're aware of what we're getting into on the Oprah Winfrey bang, bandwagon. Because a lot of people just love her. Republicans and Democrats alike just love her. And loving her as a television per- personality is one thing. Loving her as a politician or a potential president that's a completely different matter. Uh, so let's just realize that. Let's go into this one with our eyes wide open. I Because I'm, I'm worried that in a matchup between Trump and Winfrey, she could win. I think she could win. Totally. Wow. That's kind of where we've gotten here. I wandered into a den of hate. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, Brad Stax has wandered into this den. I must have meant to come in the door down the hall there. I just... Mm-hmm. Now, I just—I don't hate Oprah Winfrey. I would just hate her presidency. I just want to point out the fact that you actually uttered the words, in a presidential race, Oprah could beat Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Would you have mm-hmm. imagined two years ago, <laughs> no. three years ago, ever saying that in any universe? Uh, no. No. I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, Seth Meyers was the host last night, and he kept bringing up Oprah as president or Tom Hanks as her vice mm-hmm. president. Both of those are just shockingly bad possibilities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, can we come to grips here and separate the people we like on TV or movies right. yeah. from the people who we'd like in the White House? But if Oprah saves us from having to endure a Kanye West presidency, <laughs> then I'm voting Oprah. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm afraid of an Oprah Winfrey I hear presidency. I am too, man. That's frightening. I'm afraid of That's frightening. the future. Yeah, it's it's really scary. It's because right she's a woman, isn't it? It's because she's a woman. No, it's not. It's because it's of totally her, her policies and her no. belief structure. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Brad Staggs with uh, earwax. Well, yes, I know that. Mm. Uh, I have been itching to get in here and and talk to you. See, I I, I do have to credit that one too. My writer <laughs> Keith. In that case, your writer. No, I, seriously. So, were you at any parties like over the 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 holidays, and you found yourself, you know, going, "Man, I cannot hear what they're saying. I can't hear the conversation because I'm not listening to that." Them? Well, th- oh. You, oh, that you're is possible. You, you, right? I'm sorry. Right? Yes. Yeah, most of the time, your I mean, experience. let's say you're trying to listen to the other person, mm-hmm. and you realize, "Wow, I can't hear them." The problem, my friend, could be earwax. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no graceful way to say it. I mean, it just. 
look, you may just have dirty ears. In which case, it's not. And not it's, a good dirty. It, it's right, exactly. Bad dirty. Yeah, and I'll tell you about Alexa later. Um, but the, here's the thing: it, there's a way. <laughs> there's a way you can. I mean, actually, probably order Wax RX with Alexa, oh. but that's a different story. If you go to usewaxrx.com, you will find a system there, and if you can count to three, which most of us can, you can actually figure out how the system works. It's literally three. Little steps. Since Jeffy's not in the room, all, all right. of us in this room can. Right, exactly, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. So if you go there and you, you can get your questions answered, of course, but you can order this system by going to usewaxrx.com. If you use the promo code radio, you'll get free standard shipping. Uh, once you get this kit in the mail and in your house, you can go ahead and squirt it in there and find out how much stuff is in your ears blocking you from hearing the things you wanted to hear at the party. It's that simple. Start the new year off right with usewaxrx.com, promo code radio. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Maybe I'm the only one concerned about a potential Oprah presidency run. I don't know. Could she beat Donald Trump? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. With your thoughts on that, I I think she could. I mean, Oprah's been around a long time and has been absolutely beloved by all. I think you're about to uh, tweet out a poll. Okay. You don't know that, do you? I yeah, of course I don't. If I'm tweeting it, of course I know <laughs> right? about it. <clears throat> right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check it out at Pat Unleashed. You can call us at triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Make your opinion known. I, I don't know. It's it's a frightening possibility to me. I I think maybe she could make that happen. Meanwhile, the battle between uh, Bannon and Trump, such as it is, if you can call it a battle, <clears throat> I mean, I think Trump won that war day one, and it's so bad that this all broke. I think on Wednesday of last week, we talked about it then that night on his radio show. Steve Bannon called Donald Trump a great man whose policies he supports wholeheartedly and always has and always will. And uh, (laughs) so just that quickly, I think Bannon realized, oh, my gosh, I'm in real trouble here. Because just that quickly, billionaires probably started calling him and saying, if you're not with Trump, I'm not with you. So now he is saying that Donald Jr. is both a patriot and a good man relentless in his advocacy for his father and the agenda that's helped him turn our country around. My support is also unwavering for the president and his agenda, as I've shown daily in my national radio broadcasts on the pages of Breitbart News. <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, from day one, Breitbart has been really Trump-Bart. Right? I mean, if you... It, they they attacked viciously anybody who said anything bad about Trump or just not glowingly wonderful about trump they would attack you and everything trump did was was great whether it was conservative or not everything he did every policy he had was fine and in speeches and appearances he says from tokyo and hong kong to arizona and alabama he has sung the praises of the president he believes that he was the only candidate who could have defeated clinton uh polls showed otherwise um his he says 
specifically his comments about the meeting with the Russian nationals, where he called Don Jr. Uh, treasonous, came from my life experiences as a naval officer stationed aboard a destroyer. Remember, I am a veteran whose main mission was to hunt Soviet submarines. To my time at the Pentagon during the Reagan Wars. Yeah, you got to bring Reagan into it. When our focus was the defeat of the evil empire and to making films about Reagan's war against the Soviets and Hillary Clinton's involvement in selling uranium to them. Then he claims his comments were directed really at Paul Manafort, who nobody cares about. Not the president or his or his family. Yeah, that guy's going to have a rough go at it. Oh, man. <laughs> Everything I, I have to say about the ridiculous nation nature of the Russian collusion investigation, I said on my 60 Minutes interview... And I regret my delay in responding to the inaccurate reporting regarding Don Jr. I, I regret it's diverted attention from the president's historical accomplishments. And I regret that it has caused all of my billionaire backers to back out and away from me and to distance themselves as far as they can. Fascinating stuff. Uh, for his part, President Trump uh, tweets out, as he left Camp David, I've had to put up with the fake news from the first day I announced that I would be running for president. Now I have to put up with a fake book written by a totally discredited author. Ronald Reagan had the same problem and handled it well. So will I. That's what the uh, stable genius says. <clears throat> so there you go. You know, while you were uh, going off over there, mm-hmm. um, I don't know how you did this, but you, you managed to tweet out uh, <laughs> at Pat Unleashed. I'm, um, I'm a multitasker from way back. It's pretty impressive, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and you typed up only two choices. Mm-hmm. Could Oprah Winfrey defeat Donald Trump in a presidential race in 2020? Mm-hmm. No, Trump would win. Yes, Oprah would win. We're at 64-36 in favor of Trump uh, getting reelected in that scenario. Okay, so far 64-36. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you got uh, 24 hours to vote. So uh, And you can call in and express your p- opinion that way as yeah. well at 888 uh, in fact, since we're doing a radio show, that's probably my preferred method. Oh, okay. <laughs> Frankly. I see, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, since we're here to talk to you. Yes. Uh, Ryan in <laughs> Indiana, welcome to The Blaze. Hi. Vote and call. Hi, gentlemen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, your question between Oprah and President Trump. I'm a I – don't, I don't want to call myself a millennial. I was born in 89. Okay. But so, unfortunately, I think Sadly, I am. Sadly, you are a millennial. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't like that name, though. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so I think it's going to come out to end up probably being a stalemate between the two, and we have a repeat of the Bush and Gore election. Uh, it could. Because both of, the, could. both of those two. So you are, think they're very, very close? I think they're very, very close being the fact that you can't see it, but the air quotes for icons in their respected areas. Yeah, uh, absolutely they are. Absolutely. Uh, there was a time when I didn't believe no. that about Trump. I have since been proven to be very, very wrong on the fact that Donald Trump's mm-hmm. an icon to people because he is. He he just mm-hmm. is. Uh, appreciate the call. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, it would be very, very close, I think, because uh, Oprah was so big that she was able to begin her own television network with her name attached to it. Uh, so meaning that here's a here's a 24-hour cable channel basically – all about Oprah. That's pretty big. That's that's pretty big. Uh, and and she's just beloved by everybody who watches her show. And there's not just Democrats watching that show. Uh, Toby in Nevada. 
You're on the blaze. Hi. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. So regarding Oprah's comments, I have two thoughts. One, mm-hmm. I do want to know if she's ever heard of Kate Steinle when it comes to women who have, who have suffered uh, needlessly at the hands of men. Oh, yes. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, but the, that would be nice. Those people are never going to mention her. Never going to mention no, it, her. They won't. They won't, sadly. No. And my second remark is that should Oprah run in 2020, the re- I think the only shot that Republicans have is to run a woman because of the uh, tendency for voters to use identity politics. And if the Republicans were to do that, I think they have to run Nikki Haley. Oh, ooh, I like that option, though. <laughs> Please. I like that option. Uh, she's been really, really, really solid lately. And um, it, the only way that would happen is if Trump decided not to run for a second term. Right. Because Nikki Haley is never yeah. going to primary Donald Trump. That's not going to happen. But yeah, right. that's... he would probably have to just invite her and say, hey, I'm going to step aside. Why don't you come in and do this? Right. Yes. And then kind of endorse her in his stead. Absolutely. Uh, appreciate the call. Thanks, Toby. That's it. That's an interesting thought. Would that happen or would he endorse Mike Pence for the job? Be pretty weird if he if he dismissed endorsing his vice president and instead went with his nominee for the UN. Uh, wow. Be interesting to see. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three with your thoughts. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the blaze radio network hi happy new year of course you know it's january 8th how long is it really appropriate to keep saying happy new year well until people be doing that till march yeah until you stop writing checks and stuff like that without the uh, 17 Uh, yes takes a while Mm -hmm. fortunately i don't write many checks anymore almost everything's done you know online Mm. isn't that the case for you guys normal automatic pay and online you don't do that of course you don't. Of course you don't, <laughs> Mr. Renaissance Man. Mr. I don't take advantage of any kind of technology because Hold it on. could lead to Hold on. something awful, listen, right? Listen, no. This is bad. I'm so cheap. Listen to this, man. My my checks. We lived up in New Jersey. Remember, we worked with mm-hmm. Glenn up there, right? Yep. So I had, I had ordered a bunch of checks, and um, I've been in Texas now five and a half years. Uh-huh. I am still using that same order because I refuse to order checks with the new address. So every check oh I gosh. write, it's not only do I have to write it, I have to write the the Dallas address in there. You're pathetic. I suck. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you save a lot of time mm-hmm. if you just reorder new checks. Mm-mm. Right? No. You, you go through the hassle of changing the address on every one of your checks? Sure do. It's insanity. I know. It's, <laughs> it's I, insanity. I suck. I mean, Jeez. I got it. By the way, how's your rat problem? Is that over? Mm, it's gotten a little quieter up there. Yeah. But uh, it sounds like there might be like one holdout up there. Mm. Just kind of like, you know, it's like Die Hard, like the mouse edition. Uh-huh. So he's just kind of running around by himself and he's uh, he's determined mm-hmm. to uh, repopulate the place, I think, <laughs> unfortunately. But uh, it got very quiet once I left out the treats. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Little poisoned treats. What? What? But that's your word. <laughs> I just say they're. I'm like, not one of those guys who thinks. Oh, I'll capture them and set them free in nature. No, they're rats. Kill them. I tried that. Kill them. I didn't think they were rats at the time, but yes, I tried that. And mm. um, You did try? Yeah. You were just going to capture them and set them free? Yeah. Pathetic. What do you mean pathetic? Stupid. I don't want to go there. Stupid. I don't want smelly dead rat carcass in the walls. Well, no, you kill them and then you remove them from the house. Literally, there are places in my attic that no human being could physically get to. It's just the most poorly designed. Then attic. how do you kill them? How do you get the How do you get the trap there for them? Well, I live in a part of the attic that I can get Correct. to with Correct. the food, right? Which is where they would be for you to remove easily enough, right? Right. Okay. If they would go into the trap, I tried, but unfortunately, while the trap set there idle, and then eventually the little the little actual death traps, if you will. Uh-huh. While all this was happening, they're procreating in the walls above my bedroom, so I when know. I'm up in the middle of the night, I hear... <laughs> and then, oh, this, it's, so it's not just one, then there's another one chasing... And I know what they're off going to do, because the so next You wouldn't want time, them to be lonely up there, would you? Yeah, three weeks later, it's... <laughs> oh, gosh, there's like excavating going on up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like literally building apartment complexes. next week? What's the gestation period yeah, it's a of a few rat. weeks, few weeks. Okay. Three weeks. Uh, tra- I looked it up <laughs> because I could tell. Three weeks? Is it literally mm-hmm. that quick? Mm-hmm. Wow. It's gross. Wow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I bet human women would love that. Three week gestation period? You kidding me? <laughs> wow. We'd have like triple the population. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's nine months rather than three weeks for humans. Uh, over the weekend at the box office, Star Wars: Last Jedi fell to third. Finally, I mean, it's been out for four weeks. It's, it's probably time. Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle, number one, thirty six hmm. million. 244 million since it came out three weeks heard ago. I heard that was very good. I, I've, I've actually heard good things about mm-hmm. it. I kind of want to see it. <laughs> and initially, I thought it'd be, you know, maybe a, a kid's movie, but it, uh, it sounds pretty good. Insidious, The Last Key, 29 million uh, in its debut. And then Star Wars, Last Jedi, 23.5, 572 million domestically. It's already over a billion worldwide. The Greatest Showman, which I've heard great things about, with Hugh Jackman. Yep. It, it's a P.T. Barnum tale, right? I, that doesn't sound interesting to me, but a lot of people loved it. Said it's a great movie. Oh, and it's a musical? Oh, my gosh. Oh, good golly. So you've got to take back what you just said? Oh, my gosh. No, How are people enough. loving that thing, then? Musicals <laughs> are just, you know, they don't scream Pat Gray. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're aware of that. They just... Musicals and Pat Gray aren't necessarily the closest of friends. I'd personally rather have rats in my attic for six <laughs> months than sit in front of a musical one for two musical. hours. <laughs> uh, you know, I during the Christmas season, I always traditionally watch pretty much all of the versions, all of the major versions of A Christmas uh, Carol, the Scrooge movie. Mm. And I, my favorite is the George C. Scott one with absolutely no singing. But I also like the one that was done in the early 70s uh, with, um, God, she's now, of course, his name. But it's a musical. It's a musical version of Scrooge. Um, what is his name? I got you. Anyway, I, we're watching that again, and I'm like, I, I can't believe there's this much singing. When does it stop? Are they going to sing every three minutes? Albert Finney. Albert Finney okay. version. Yeah. And they do sing every three minutes. Uh, I discovered it's, uh, I'm going to stop watching that every year. <laughs> uh, Pitch Perfect 3 rounded out the top five. That's up to 85 million since it came out. 
Then uh, Ferdinand, Molly's Game, Darkest Hour, which is supposed to be great as well. And Gary Oldman won the uh, Golden Globe for Best Actor in a, in a uh, drama series or drama movie last night. Which is surprising because Gary Oldman's a conservative guy and Hollywood doesn't take kindly to that. He won anyway. Hmm. Coco was number nine, followed by All the Money in the World, rounding out the top ten. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Speaking of entertainment, we may have an all entertainment decision to make for the twenty twenty presidential campaign. It looks like what these Hollywood leftists are pushing is Oprah Winfrey versus Donald Trump, and they think they have got a good shot. And I think they do too, because Oprah Winfrey is there anybody more beloved? universally than oprah winfrey especially if you don't know her politics and you're not paying attention to that so things could change a little bit but things didn't change with trump when you knew his politics people loved him and when they kept hearing things that he that he uh pushed forward as his policies and they weren't necessarily conservative it didn't change anything for a lot of people and i think the same thing will happen with oprah winfrey we're just kind of at that place now where if you're popular, you're popular. I don't care where you stand. Go ahead and do your collective salvation Marxism thing, whatever. I like you, so I'm going to vote for you. So would that happen in 2020? Could Oprah Winfrey beat Donald Trump? Online at, at Pat Gray uh, Unleashed oh, on Twitter. Let me find out here. Where do we stand? We're going to do a whole 24 hours, right, on that? Yep. So you still have some time to vote. But yep. right now it stands at? It stands at? Still 62 to 38. 62 uh, 38. Trump is uh, Trump wins. Win. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh let's go to let's go to Elizabeth in Wisconsin. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hi Pat and Keith. Um as far as Oprah and Donald go uh, um for the next presidential. Mm-hmm. If Oprah selects Ellen DeGeneres as her running mate. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then definitely Oprah would win. That'd be a pretty powerful uh mm popular ticket it it would be and it would also probably bring about the second advent really fast <laughs> <laughs> thanks elizabeth appreciate it triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three um rand paul I, i've been curious about this because i haven't seen it but it's on our list here today uh talking about the motivation of the guy who attacked him in his in his yard uh gosh that's been what two months ago now probably uh so he was on face the nation yesterday to say he wants justice and punishment but what was the motivation of his attacker keep in mind his attacker told him afterwards why he did it here's Rand paul i was also at the baseball field when we were uh shot at with automatic semi-automatic fire and you know steve scalise was severely wounded and i was 10 feet from a young staffer who was shot in the leg so yeah, I've been I've been involved in uh, violent attacks twice in the last year, and so yeah, we're very aware of it. And I think one of the thing about motivations is people got obsessed, some in the media, about the motivations. But I think really, you know, we usually don't ask if someone's raped or mugged or whatever why the person did it. We want punishment and deterrence. And I guess that's what I'm mostly about. I I, I just don't think of any kind of motivation or justification, whether it's political or personal, to attack someone f- who's unaware from behind in their own yard. I, I, this doesn't make any sense at all to me. This this whole why is he keeping that to himself? What is the deal there? I something's up. Don't understand. We're not talking about a rape. No, of course you don't ask about the motivation of a rapist. We know that. 
But when somebody attacks a U.S. senator in their lawn that have been neighbors for 10 years or longer, they haven't even talked to each other in 10 years. I think they've been neighbors longer than that. And then he breaks six of your ribs to the point where you can't show up and do your job in the Senate for a while. And then you won't tell him what he's, you won't release what he said to you about the motivation. That is really strange to me. I got, that leads me to believe, and maybe it shouldn't. Hmm. It leads me to believe What's that, that he's hiding something. What? No, yeah. a poli- wait a minute. Yeah, that's what it leads a me to believe. A politician not being uh-huh. forthcoming with the truth. Well, yeah, but you wouldn't expect that necessarily from Rand Paul, yeah, would you'll you? Find out when like he's Rand done running for president, then we'll know. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't think he's ever going to say. Does he? Is he trying to protect the guy? Because if it is politically motivated, if that is the reason he gave Rand Paul, then that makes it a felony rather than I think the uh, misdemeanor that he's been charged with. Is it still a misdemeanor or is it a felony? I don't even remember now. It's been so long, but. Good heavens. How can you keep this? Why Why would you keep this from the American people? Really strange. And then, you know, speaking of that, you couple that with the Las Vegas situation, which we still, three, four, five months later, whatever it is, still don't know the motivation there either. There's just two things from uh, late last year that uh, are really annoying mysteries. And I'd really like to get to the bottom of both of them, frankly. 888-900-3393. Don't forget, you can go to Pat Gray Unleashed. Or is it just Pat Unleashed? Pat Gray Unleashed, right? Like you don't know. I Like, you know, I'm just pretending I want you to be able to. Right, right. It's, um, if you want to tweet Pat, it's at. At Pat Unleashed. Pat Unleashed. At Pat Unleashed. Mm -hmm. And you can vote for whether or not you think uh, Oprah Winfrey upends Donald Trump in 2020. Should they run against each other? Meanwhile, let me tell you about the Cosmo Hurts Kids campaign. Cosmo Hurts Kids founder is Victoria Hurst, and the family is the Hurst Corporation, who publishes Cosmo or Cosmopolitan magazine. Now, she believes that Cosmo contains pornography, which is harmful to kids. So the Cosmo Hurts Kids campaign isn't trying to censor that magazine at all or put them out of business, certainly. So companies our company's livelihood we're talking about her goal is to have states material harmful to minor laws applied to cosmopolitan magazine that way when kids go into a store a convenience store or grocery store and go through cosmo and want it they can't buy it if they're under 18 if you'd like to learn more about the cosmo hurts kids campaign go to cosmohurtskids.com she believes in free speech as i do and i know you do and she's not trying, again, to censor or put them out of business. She just wants them to uh, not be available to children under 18. Just take a stand against pornography being sold to kids. Visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. 888-900-3393. Some tweets here at Pat Unleashed. 
from Just Two Muck and Fudge. She, meaning Oprah, wants to put the focus on your truth, which we talked about in her speech. Uh, she just wants you to, uh, she just wants you to be comfortable with your truth, not the truth, because she doesn't want the focus on their truth in Hollywood. Man, that was so evident to me last night, and I didn't watch the whole thing, so maybe they turned it around eventually on themselves. But uh, A, I was really bored with it, and B, I couldn't stand the politicization of the whole thing. Uh, Mr. Pips writes, Did you catch this from Oprah's speech? But justice wasn't an option in the era of Jim Crow. The men who tried to destroy her were never persecuted. Persecuted? Persecuting is what she and others are doing to these accused of harassment. Very true. Uh, I think she meant prosecuted, but... Uh, Rissa Jackenhole, Rissa D. Jackenhole, Jackholen. Just power through. Yeah. Uh, farm girl, 1718, maybe makes, <laughs> there you bit, go. Yeah. makes it a little easier. <laughs> I agree with Keith. I'd vote for Oprah over Kanye because there's no way in hell I want the Kardashians anywhere near the White House. <laughs> yeah, right. Kanye, of course, married to Kim Kardashian, right? I mean, I... Not You're that looking at me for Kim what? Kardashian, the Kardashian did you situation. just ask me for Kardashian-related info? I did, because you've got women in your house. Maybe I do. watch that kind of stuff. Okay. Does Carrie watch the Kardashian? Hell no. No. Okay, good. <laughs> good. I can still have respect for her. Oh, good. Okay. That's great. <laughs> also, uh, taxpayer-funded workshops. I, I love this kind of stuff. This is where you want your tax dollars going. To India. To teach women how to video blog. Right? I mean, if there's one thing I know we all as Americans are committed to, it's, you know what we need is uh, about $50,000 uh, poured into India to make sure that they can get more women to blog. You have a problem with that? No, I love it. Okay, you I better or it. else I'll be screaming war on women, sir. Well, and hatred. Hashtag me too. And uh, nationalism, of course. State Department spending $50,000 for conferences aimed at getting more female bloggers, not even in the United <laughs> States. I quit. In India. It's not. Uh, the, the project called <clears throat> She Vlogs Video Blogging Training for Women Entrepreneurs in North India <laughs> will develop a vlogging training curriculum and locate speakers for the workshops in three cities in northern India. India. Well, this is great. So the funding will go to a nonprofit group to conduct two-day vlogging workshops in New Delhi. Sure. I'm really glad because I that's one of the places where I desperately wanted them to be. Uh, <laughs> Chandigarh, uh, which I, I didn't want it to go to Chandigarh. Why not, dude? I, I just, I was a proponent more of somebody in the Punjab region. Really? And uh, Chandigarh, I don't but think why? is. Uh, I want to know, like, what what do you have? It would against? take too long to express, you know, the feelings I have I about mean, the Punjab region. You don't want to just like. And the other city is <sighs> Varanasi, which I also I was a huge advocate of more money to Varanasi women bloggers in India that will teach women entrepreneurs how to produce sixty second videos using commercially available technology. <laughs> so let me get this straight, though. How do you possibly get away with this in Congress, where you think, hey, you know what? Uh, there's not a lot of women vloggers in the northern part of India. Yeah. Let's uh, funnel some money there, some taxpayer money from Americans to help them have more. I'm telling you, if you have a cause that would benefit females anywhere, anywhere. right now is the time to request that funding. It. Better believe it. Hmm. 
Through this program, the U.S. Embassy seeks to cultivate and empower a network of North Indian women entrepreneurs to strengthen the U.S.-India economic relationship. Each workshop will teach 25 Indian women how to make minute-long video pitches to promote their businesses online. Can, can we get some of that funding? Because you and I don't know how to make that YouTube make, video I, We've pitch. said that before, and people say, well, you're in a... You're a broadcast internet business. Yeah, there's people that do that here. We don't personally know how to do that. I kind of want to explore the fact that you're good with funding going to the New Delhi region and the Varanasi region, but, <laughs> but not. not the Shandagar. What's up with, why do you hate Shandagar so much? I, it's nothing I can really put my finger on, Keith. It's just a general feeling that I've always okay. had. I, All right. Shandagar hater. It. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. The... American founding fathers must be spinning like lathes in their graves. Are you kidding me? They wanted us involved in no international entanglements whatsoever. But Pat. Let alone, you know, encouraging women in other parts of the world to get involved in some entrepreneurial action that's none of our business. The founding fathers couldn't have seen YouTube coming, right. Pat. They didn't know there'd be vlogging. Of course they'd support that <laughs> internationally. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Another story here that's uh, fascinating and I disagree with. Scientists could one day make humans immortal. No, they can't. A uh, few of the ideas being explored, though, by scientists to extend lifespan toward immortality are cryogenic freezing. We've been talking about that for a long time. Meshing human cognition with AI oh. and even uploading thoughts. Uh, James Bedford, in 1967, psychology professor at Glendale College in California, who had just died of cancer, took to his first step toward coming back to life on that day. The professor became the first person ever frozen in cryonic suspension, embedded in liquid nitrogen at minus 321 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. So they froze him in liquid nitrogen at 321 below zero. He was not the first nor the last to attempt it. Uh, He wanted to beat death. Um, And they think, you know, maybe this... Could happen with scientific advancements exploding at an exponential pace. Some believe the Grim Reaper could soon be out of business. Here's three ways scientists are striving for immortality that are getting so close to success they would amaze even Bedford if he ever wakes up. So you got the cryonics, which is the process of suspending a just deceased person in a frozen state until... The remedy for what killed them has been discovered. Then, theoretically, the person can be thawed and cured. <laughs> Science will only consider a person properly preserved if they can be revived with all of their memories intact. Many questions whether those currently frozen can be successfully revived. See, do they wait till you're dead or do they basically kill you right before you die? See, like... That's not clear from this article anyway. Hmm. Well, yeah, okay, Bedford, it says, who had just died of cancer. See, it seems like... It's <clears throat> that's too late too then, late. right? Just... It seems like, yeah, it seems like you would have to freeze them before they die. Hmm. Otherwise, you got to bring them back to life and then cure them, mm-hmm. which we don't know how to do. Currently, yeah. the cryonic process vitrifies the brain, turning it into a glass-like substance. 
said it'd be utterly amazing if this change to the brain's chemistry didn't destroy the synapses that hold memories. Yeah, I would think that's true. So Alcor Life Extension Foundation has a facility in Arizona that does this. They performed their first uh, cryopreservation in 1976, and now they have 153 deceased. So they're dead, but they're frozen in their facility, including Bedford. And almost another thousand people who have made arrangements to be preserved. That's got to be a hopping place there. When they die. You know, I kind of just want a society that wow. creates water bottles that when I twist the cap off, the water doesn't, doesn't spill, spill everywhere. Yes, thank you. I mean, you. forget this, you know, freeze me and bring me back in 300 years. I just want to uh-huh. not dribble water everywhere every time I open a water bottle. Right. It's a good safety tip. Thanks. Then there are singularitarians. Some believe that we will one day extend our lives by emerging with by merging with technology. Singulitarians predict there will be a theoretical future moment yeah. when artificial intelligence will take over and either merge with or replace. Yeah, that's what your buddy down the hall talks about in the mornings. Yeah, yeah, Glenn talks about that a lot. Mm-hmm. And this is the the uh, Ray Kurzweil stuff from Google. He's big into that stuff, the singularity. Hmm. Then we also have mind uploading. Proponents of mind uploading go further than Kurzweil, believing that you won't even need a body or a brain to exist. Well, wouldn't you want one? Because one day human consciousness will just live on in a computer. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't. That, that's, that can't happen. I just don't believe that can happen. Think of the things Jeffy has seen. How many terabytes would you need to store all of that? Well, you just nobody would. It'd just be unethical to preserve Jeffy. <laughs> Uh, the key to uploading the brain is the connectome, which is a comprehensive map of the brain's neural connections and pathways that equal the sum total of one's brain function. They're currently trying to figure out how to assemble and preserve it. Once that's achieved, they'll theoretically be able to download a human being's conscious mind. Again, that's not going to (laughs) happen. I just don't believe that's going to happen. Triple eight. 933.93. Speaking of Jeffy, we'll be chewing the fat with him next. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So, Jeffy, what are your thoughts on that? You, you came in here immediately challenging what I said that it can't happen. I, spiritually, it can't happen. Oh no, I, I was where I, a human being could be downloaded in. First of all, your spirit is the life inside of you, right? Right. To me, and so when the spirit leaves, there's there's no life, and you could put whatever you want in the computer, but that's that's not you. You're gone. It's over. Just the likeness of you. You're not in the, the computer. I yeah. don't believe that can ever happen. The I likeness really don't. of you is there. That's it. And I don't even know you can do that, please. I mean, could you put something in there that... Uh, I don't even know if you could store memories and whatever of a human being. I, I'm not sure I'm convinced you could even do that. 
We'll see. We'll see. Plus, do we have the time to make that happen? I don't know. Plus, do we want to? Just Plus, give, do we want to? Robot. Do we want to play God and say that? Yes, we do. And but try to make ourselves immortal. We want to. Of course probably, we do. But yeah, I don't of think. Of course we do. Never succeed. You'll never succeed. So. Hey, wait a minute. I want to know: Were you in New Hampshire this weekend? No. Oh, boy. Well, then that means you did oh, not win, yeah, in that's fact. That's, uh, well, that's not true. Anyway, I almost forgot. Oh, start off the new start, year in a, in a improper way. Uh, time for chewing the fat with Jeffy. We'll start there. I'll dig down to my pile of, of the fat pile. But All right. No, I, I did not win the grand total. Obviously, since you're here. Since I'm here. No. Mm-hmm. But I did uh, I did win. You did? Uh, I did win. Did you really? I did win. What'd you win? Uh, I won a cash payout of $21. $21? <laughs> wow. Wow. Cash payout of $21. You've never seen money like that, so, have you? All at one time? <laughs> <laughs> I had him give it to me in one, so it looked like it was more. Okay. Uh, he gave me a 20. I was like, what? What? <laughs> did you bills? really win 21 yeah. bucks? Nice. Yeah. You felt you were going to win, and you did. I know. How many but numbers that's did you not, get right? That's not the... Uh, how many mon- how many numbers did you have to pick to get uh, that kind of cash payout? Because wow, that's exciting. <laughs> that's exciting. I, I believe that was two with the Powerball. Two, two with what? the Powerball. No, two, num- two numbers in a Powerball, twenty-one bucks. Okay. Oh. I did not win the five hundred and fifty-nine point seven million dollar jackpot. Though. Do we know who did? Do we know the name? Uh, no, that not yet. They have not come forward unless they've come forward in the last little bit. But they have not come forward. But did you know the in the mega? And it's probably the same with the Powerball. But in the mega. You have 180 days to come forward, right? Mm-hmm. But if you don't come forward in the first 60, you don't get the you don't get the cash payout. What? Yeah, they, they make you take the payments. What? Why? Uh, I know that's the rules. If, if you don't, or if you do, if you if you come forward in the first 60 days, right, you can still take the lump sum. But if you come forward on like day 61, no lump sum. I think that's probably what are they spending huh. the money? I've, oh, of they course can't afford they it. Are. That's really <laughs> of weird. Of course they are. Wow. I mean, you want to come forward and take your money. Yeah, now. but first, you want to get a financial advisor. You aren't lying. You want to find out how to distribute this money so that right it's safe. Now. You want to know where to put it because you, you know it's not like you're going to walk home with a wad of cash, four hundred million dollars worth. Right, twenty-one you bucks. Know? I mean, that's kind of sweet. Spilling though. out of your pocket. Right, be kind of yeah. sweet. It would Plus, be sweet. One of the things that happened with the with the Powerball that I thought was kind of strange is that the which I don't know that it, I could never find if it happened before or not, but the initial jackpot was estimated at five hundred and seventy million dollars. The actual jackpot at the time of the drawing was a lesser amount, mm-hmm. so they estimated uh, improperly, which is kind of weird because they usually mm-hmm. they usually want that to go more. the The amount at the end was five fifty nine, so I mean they were off by ten million. Is the guy pissed? I'd be pissed. <laughs> you keep your money. <laughs> Garbage pot. Now. What do you mean, what do you mean it was you. 559 and not 570, uh, bastards? Keep it. <laughs> keep it. All right, I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to take it. But I'm not going to be happy. But I'm also going to sue you for I'm the extra $11 million. <laughs> I want to talk to your manager. <laughs> So anyway, we're back to uh, we're back to normals. One, uh, the Mega Million won in Florida. Somebody won it in Florida. Oh, somebody so both the, of them were one. Somebody won in Mega, wow. the Mega in Florida. One person in Port Ritchie. And, and how it, much was that? 
Do you know? Uh, actually, I just threw the paper, but it was four hundred and fifty <laughs> million or something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. What, and uh, they, uh, the only, I do know a couple people in Port Ritchie. So if you, if the people that I know mm-hmm. in uh, Port Ritchie, the, if you were the ones who won the ticket, um, I love you, mm. and uh, still remember we're you. we're friends, right? Still remember you. The, uh, <laughs> but uh-huh. one winner in Florida and one winner in New Hampshire for the big for the big money. So wow, good for them. Yeah, bastards. Hate yeah. Them. Mm, where they even talk to him. $21 Life is unfair. Dollars. It's unfair. $21. Congratulations uh, to uh, <laughs> George and Barbara Bush. Uh, 73rd wedding anniversary this weekend. Have been married 73 years. They're now the longest uh, longest in presidential history. A married couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, good for them. I guess, you mm-hmm. know, look. Uh, look at it. Look at You're all mad at them still. You're still tainted. Are you mad at Mr. Butt oh, Pincher? Yeah. He's, he's been down, he's he's definitely been downgraded, man. Better believe it. Uh, of course, field. that's all you can think of. When I, that's all I could think of the whole time. <laughs> I, mean, I was just being funny with you. But yeah. really, that's the truth, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. I mean, it is because I was thinking the same. I said, you know, I don't care. He's a dirtbag. Right. Right. I mean, And she knew it. Uh-huh. And, and dirtbag is a strong word because, I mean, all the fellow he's doing is grabbing some butt. Big deal. Okay. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, right, I, I mean, that, that, picture take. That no. has become his legacy. It's not even read my lips oh, anymore. Yeah. It's David Copperfield. Yeah, it's the, yeah, it's the butt pigeon, which is bad. <laughs> it is really bad. Yeah, it's pathetic. Jeffy. Come on, it's pathetic. the look on your face—it's so sincere when I mean, you say I, that. It, it, it's tough for me not to be funny about it <laughs> and say that I don't care. Mm-hmm. But in real life, I mean, come on, it, the guy has got it's this, disappointing. Yeah, for sure. this guy is a. Former president of the United yeah, States, we he had this. Better he was, had this, he was up on a pedestal for all these years. You CIA, that from Bill Clinton, not from H. W. Bush. CIA. He's the president. He's mm-hmm. got a son who is a president. A son who is governor. He's got a grandson. He's got all this legacy. It's, it's one of the most powerful Nothing. families in American history. All this legacy, down to pinching ladies' asses when he's taking pictures with them. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's too bad. It really is. It is too bad. And, you know, and they keep wheeling them out to do it over and over and over again. I know. Stop it. it oh, especially after. Stop the, it. Right. Especially after the wheelchair stuff. Speaking of wheeling out the aged, did anybody see Kirk Douglas yes. on the Golden Globes last well, they, night? Well, remember we showed his birthday picture that long ago. I showed you his birthday picture oh, here, on, here on the Chewing the Fat segment. My goodness. Yeah, because he just turned He's 101. 100. Yeah, he just turned 101. Yeah. 101. And he looks... Look, More than day that. O- he doesn't look, look a, a day, day over, over a- 301. <laughs> he looked, and, and then they had him speak to, you know. Yeah, he's got it. Catherine Zeta-Jones was there. That's she wheeled him out. The sister, the daughter-in-law. Yeah, the daughter-in-law. And so he's talking to her. You can't understand. It was so uncomfortable. It was so awkward. Right. And, and I just hate that they subjected him to it. Right. That That's the whole thing, right? They, they subjected uh, a, him to that for their own gratitude, their own exactly. purposes. That's it. So they got this guy up there to win some lifetime award, and he's been accused. I mean, he's been rumored to have, uh, to have raped Natalie Wood back in when she was 16 years old. Now, is that true? I don't no. know. I doubt it. Mm. But uh, in the midst... Of all the hysteria, that's the guy you now honor at 101. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, would anybody have missed it if they didn't do that? No. Of no, course and, not. And no one would have missed it. And they also could have done it without a, uh, without the role. They could have just issued the 
look, the, the honor, you know, that we're honoring Kirk, mm-hmm. um, 101, you know, all these years of service, blah, 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 whatever, and not wheeled them out. Yes. You know, it still could have happened right. without wheeling them out. Yeah. I mean, that was, that's just, I, I don't I'm But if there's any question that. that this guy is doing, did something that, that you're trying to fight against right now, if there's any question, you shouldn't honor him at all, there or not, wheeling him out or not. Well, I know, but when Natalie Wood, I mean, that was 100 years ago. Kirk's 101. I mean, the whole Natalie Wood stuff was, what, at least 50, 60 years that ago, That seems right? to be the perception they're fighting against, Jeffy, but thank what? you for... Uh, no, I'm just what I'm saying is that it, what I'm saying is that it happened a long time ago. You shouldn't even <laughs> worry about it, right? Uh, interestingly enough, right? back in 2012, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. sort of alluded to it when he when he was speaking on a, at a podium. Huh. Uh, I who knows? So, Whatever. I know. But what I, know. I noticed last night was that was just so awkward yes. and sad. You know that they. They were seemingly taking advantage of the guy in his incredible old age. Absolutely, they were. We're Uh, Really in poor taste. What are you doing? Stop it. Well, look, the guy has been in front of the camera and in front, you know, Mr. Superstar for forever. And a really good looking guy. Forever. And so, you know, he's always been the one that's wanted to be wheeled out in front of the crowd. So maybe, you know, maybe it's not all their fault. I don't know. Maybe it's not all their fault. I don't know. But he looked it's, like he'd been dead for about 30 years. Well, he has. <laughs> so, I mean, he has, right? He's, such, oh, he's, been, he's been through a lot. Yeah, he, apparently. He's been through a lot. Not only, I mean, I, I know he was in, uh, wasn't he in some helicopter crash a few years ago, too? That I don't know. Through, he's been through a lot. I don't know. So, I don't know, how, I don't know how good you last after you get beat up like that for a number of years. But, you know, look, whatever. Yeah, whatever. If he's, if. It's the, you know, that, that whole thing last night, that whole Me Too and Time's Up, and black dresses, and the funeral for Harvey Weinstein is what it turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they're all busy patting themselves on the back. It was just despicable spectacle. spectacle. It was, it was a, a, despicable. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I say hashtag enough from all of you people. You all knew, you all knew what was going on with all you dirt bags. Y'all took the money. Y'all looked the other way for the money and the career, and now you're feeling bad about it because you got busted and you found out that some people actually didn't take the money and are, are bummed that they didn't take the money. They're not bummed that they didn't take the money, but they're bummed that they didn't have a career because they didn't take the money and they said something. Mm-hmm. I just get, get over. It's time to get over yourselves. That was all. And I do believe that Oprah could. I think Oprah's probably the only one. You know, we talked about it last week when we were filling in for Glenn. Uh, you know, who the Democrats had and who they could win and who could beat Trump if anyone could beat him. Yeah, I don't know, Oprah might be able to be the one to pull it off. Oprah might be the one, yeah. She, yes. And that's a little frightening in itself. It's really bad. Really <laughs> that's bad. a little frightening in and of itself. It's a lot but, frightening. Uh, that's why I mean, you have to she deal might with be able it to now. Pull it. You, have to, you have to help understand who she is and what she stands for now. She's not just as wonderful TV show host who brings people on, tells great stories. She's a Marxist. Okay. <laughs> She's a Marxist. If if you understand that and vote for her, that's one thing. But, but if you just if you're voting for the TV personality, please don't. But I I agree. But I'm telling you that you know who's how can Trump attack Oprah Winfrey? That's going to be tough. That would be tough. I mean, holy cow! In and, the Trump way, yeah. In the Donald Trump way, attack Oprah Winfrey? Uh, I don't think that's going to work. I don't know, man. I mean, you're attacking a, a black female, right? <laughs> Icon. Good luck. 
billionaire icon. Right. Mm-hmm. With Barack Obama standing to her right and Michelle to her left. Yeah. I mean, no wow. Thanks. No, no, no kidding. Thanks. Man, that's a... It's a scary possibility. It that really sure is. is. Mm. So a couple, a little bit of news for the NFL. Uh, they experienced a larger year-over-year drop in average viewership of regular season games this past year uh, than it did prior. But they're saying, hey, don't worry. It's no problem. Stop it. It's not a big deal. Look, it's attributable to, uh, for a myriad of reasons. Had a myriad of reasons. Could be, uh, you know, look, overexposure. Maybe it could, you know, maybe it could have something to do with the president urging fans to boycott. Maybe it had something to do with the players kneeling. But probably, you know, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. As long as they keep deluding themselves that they don't know. Uh, the ratings are going to continue I know. to go down. I know they can. I mean, I'll give good you good luck with that. I'll give them a little bit of the uh, of the dilution uh, theory, you know, where it's just too much. You know, there's too much to watch, and there's over too many platforms, and more people are watching different times, that kind of thing. I'll give them a little bit of that, but really, that let's be honest, you know why? Mm-hmm. You know why it's dropping? Yep. And another thing that will help him, though, big news tomorrow coming out. According, you know, uh, you know, true or false, we'll see. He's Hasn't confirmed or denied it, but uh, tomorrow I've said that he would not ever do this. I'm, I'm, I guess I was wrong. I'm sorry, but it uh, looks like uh, the Oakland Raiders are going to have John Gruden as their head coach. I couldn't believe he did this. I couldn't. I, I mean, know. I'm glad. I, I really like John. Gruden. I know this is an exciting possibility. This hurts for his him. legacy. I think. Why? Because I, I if mean, he, he does well, it doesn't. He's going to have to do well. Yeah, and I mean, right he's, now he's got to win a Super Bowl. Like now, soon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, two years tops. He's got, they got to be in the Super Bowl, man. Yeah, I think so. He's got to lay some. He's seriously yeah. got to lay some groundwork and go. Because uh, I don't know, I, I can't believe that he did it and got out of the comfort of the broadcast I booth. Know it, and he's so good at it. He's really good. And uh, to you know, what was he making? Half of what he's been offered was he making five million? I mean, whatever it was, got to be a lot. Yeah, whatever it was. It, he had to be, you know, whatever whatever he was making. Look, if you're making, you know, he's not paying for any of the travel, right? He's not playing for any of the travel, any of that. Any According of that to stuff. this, he's making six point five million now, and that you know he should be making more than that. I'll give you that. If Hoda is making eight million, John Gruden should be making more than six point five million dollars a year for announcing yeah. NFL games. I'll, I'll I will say that. Uh, but, but ten million a year for ten years—that's a pretty good contract. That's not bad. Pretty pretty good contract. That's not bad. And probably, I mean, I don't know. Supposedly north of $100 million altogether. And we'll see what the is, guarantee is. Is mm-hmm. he getting uh, part ownership? I know early on they were talking about that as well. Yeah, the, I, mean, uh, I don't know. They I have the, yeah, they haven't really, he hasn't even commented, right? He said that he was leaving it. His comment was that uh, he was giving it to the boss to, to uh, announce it. He wasn't going to announce it. Hmm. Right? That's why everybody figured it was a done deal. Because he laid it out. Well, I'm not, you know. That's not up to me. That's up to the boss. That's great. I. It's again surprising. It sure is. I. I'm amazed. I would have thought Tony Romo would hop out of the booth before he did because there were some opportunities for Tony. And this he's year. closer to the game. Uh, uh, yeah, he's closer to yes. the actual game than Gruden is. Yes. Uh, you know, there's a big difference standing in that booth looking at it than it is on the field. And plus, big it's time. such a good gig. It is. Six and a half million. He doesn't have to beat up his body. Yeah. I know he misses it. I mean, I I get that you miss it, but you don't have to kill yourself with no sleep and no. 
I mean, Gruden's one of those guys that just eats it. You're going to have forever. a lot longer day he must, as coach as opposed to. The wife must be sick of seeing him. Maybe. I, I don't mean, know. maybe he's just sick of being home, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. the only thing I can think of is maybe he's just sick of being home, right? I mean, those maybe. he was gone for so long. Mm-hmm. And so you get so used to enjoying. He left in 2008. He started in the broadcast booth in 2009. So you're talking about nine years. Right. Almost 10 years of doing broadcasting. Right. Making a really good living at it. A lot less stress. Yeah. Very popular. Nobody, I don't, I don't know anybody sleeping that hates in. John Gruden. So you're sleeping in. You take, I know. And now you're going to, you're going to throw that away to work, you know, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Yeah. To coach a football team. It's kind of amazing. It sure is. But I hope he does well. I'm, I'm going to be rooting for him. It sure is. I, I like want him. him to do well, too. I mean, I always liked John. And, you know, I was a big fan of John when we were in, you know, he, when he was in Tampa. That's when I was there. So, yeah. I mean, I was happy that he brought a Super Bowl And to he won it the Tampa. first year, didn't he, in Tampa? I think, yeah, because yeah, Tony Dungy had the table, the groundwork laid, mm-hmm. really. He just couldn't put him over the top. Yeah. And so when John got there, he put the he got him play. There. Yeah, he got him over the top, yeah. which was good. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Do you want your home sold on I time? I do. I do. Me too. <laughs> I and, do. And for the most money. Well, without, without a bunch of excuses. Um, you know, when you have to sell your home, you want it sold, and you want it sold quickly, and you want it sold by a real estate agent you can trust, somebody with um, who can really get the job done. Um, Glenn started Real Estate Agents I Trust to help this audience find a great real estate agent in their town. Over a thousand agents all over America who are just like you. Their bond is their word. They're fans of the show. They're fans of the network. And they share your sensibilities. Uh, The agents are fully vetted and handpicked by Glenn's team for their knowledge, their skill, and their track record. Thousands of families have already put realestateagentsitrust.com to the test, and the results have been incredible. realestateagentsitrust.com. They've already helped families who are moving to another area, families who are taking care of their parents remotely, or just families trying to get the most for their for their home as quickly as they possibly can. Like maybe your home's gone up a great deal in value since you bought it, and you want to take advantage of that. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com right now to sell your home. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. on the blaze radio network i love these stories of uh like musical plagiarism i'm always fascinated by it <laughs> Me too. Man. ever since uh george harrison yeah. was sued successfully for plagiarizing my sweet lord yeah the chiffons he supposedly took it from the chiffons he's so fine and see bigger ripoffs have have been able to get away with it, you oh, know. How about the Led Zeppelin one? Oh yeah, the with the guy. with the band Spirit. Those are almost identical. Stairway yep. to Heaven to the Spirit song, and they toured together, and still Led Zeppelin I, uh, was exonerated. My brain is exploding with with examples right now. But yes, there's a million. There, there there's a new one now that uh, Radiohead is suing Lana Del Rey. I, I'm not familiar with her. She, yeah, she's a, a singer. big singer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they, they want writing credit. They're not even asking. I don't think they're asking for money. They just want writing credit for one of her songs because they, they have decided that there's too many similarities between their song Creep and her song Get Free. Uh, listen to the two of them back to back and you tell me. This is Creep. It's obviously Radiohead, right? This is my commitment. Yeah. Yeah, pretty similar. Big time, yeah. Yeah. I think she's got a problem there. <laughs> it's the closing track on her last album, Lust Lust for Life. Um well, this and- she's ripped off Iggy Pop with that title. But anyway, continue. Some, really? Yeah. You got an Iggy Pop reference you could pull out like that? Yeah. That's impressive. Sorry. Continue. Kind of, kind of before your time uh, and mine, frankly. Okay. Uh, Del Rey confirmed the law, lawsuit after it was reported by a British tabloid, The Sun, saying that she had offered a compromise to Radiohead, but nope, they wanted full credit. I offered up to 40% over the last few months, but they will only accept 100. Their lawyers have been relentless. So we'll deal deal with it in court. She claims it wasn't inspired by creep at all. But wow, to me, uh, that sounds pretty obvious. English soul singer Sam Smith added uh, Tom Petty to his credits, ensuring royalties uh, over the similarities between Smith's ballad Stay With Me and Tom Petty's song I Won't Back Down. Well, that's one I didn't even know about. Um, and another case struck Fear in the lives of songwriters. It really did, because in 2015, a jury awarded $7 million to the Marvin Gaye estate. When they, and, th- and this was so obvious to me. Uh, Robin Thicke and Farrell uh, Williams, blurred lines, lifted exactly from Gotta Give It Up. When hmm. you listen to those two side by side, it's pretty clear. And so he got his people, of course, he's gone. But Marvin Gaye's people, family, got $7 million out of that deal. 888-933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 You're going to have Stu come in in about uh, half an hour. I think he's got some good news on a TSA pre-screening. Hmm. So we'll, he'll share that with us. I'll also ask him about uh, the job that Trump's done so far because I, I don't know if there was anybody who is more opposed to Trump's candidacy than me, Stu, and Glenn <laughs> during the campaign but I think all of us are basically pleasantly surprised by the job he's done so far. Between the Supreme Court nominee, EPA regulations, getting us out of the Paris Accord and the TPP Treaty, giving state land back to Utah. Who saw that coming? I, I don't know anybody that would have said, hey, you know what he needs to do is uh, refer to the 10th Amendment and give states land back to the states. 
Uh, we've had huge gains in the war against ISIS. That's not debatable. He's given a pay raise to the troops. He declared Jerusalem the capital of Israel. I didn't think he would he'd do that. In the tax bill, which granted it's from Congress, but he signed it into law, uh, Obamacare's individual mandates repealed, which is fantastic. And drilling in Anwar has opened up. <laughs> Amazing. He, he's cut government jobs, so he's reduced the size of government. He installed Nikki Haley at the UN. It's just, that's that's a lot. It's a it's a good list, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, some tweets to share with you at Pat Unleashed from Andy. Uh, I would totally vote for a Pence Haley ticket. That would be an unstoppable conservative campaign machine. Be great. I don't know if they win, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing that if Trump doesn't uh, run. From uh, Trav Watkins, Trump is probably the only person who would actually go after Oprah. <laughs> Anyone else would be too nice to her. He could win. That's true. Would he go too far, though? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, then we were talking about um, whether or not brains and people can be uploaded into computers and continue to live. This from Ken Putt 1. People have existed without brains for years. <laughs> hey <laughs> uh, And from Cost 719. So I guess Jeffy didn't win the lottery since he did Chewing the Fat today. Yeah, we, we mentioned that. He said, I didn't win the Mega Millions jackpot either, but I did win 500 bucks. Not bad. Yeah, she won 500. Hey, uh, update the um, the uh, poll. Trump yes. 63, Oprah 37. So almost two to one margin. The it's audience been kind of at about that rate all day yeah, so it's, far. It's holding firm that Trump would defeat mm-hmm. Oprah one on one. I'm not as confident, but I, I hope you're right. I mean, my confidence on that is a little bit lacking. Oprah Winfrey is pretty darn popular. I mean, last night they acted like she's virtually deity. Uh, it was kind of ridiculous to watch Hollywood respond to her. And she was honored with, what was that award? I don't know. Some Lifetime Achievement Award. Some award that uh, Sidney Portier won, I guess, in 1981 mm. after a lifelong you know, life of acting. She won the same award. First uh, African-American woman to ever do that. Um, the other day, our president referred to Meryl Streep as overrated. <laughs> Something also uh, Stu, I think, would agree with. Uh, he's coming up in a few minutes. Oh, yeah, we got to ask him up. about her. Got to ask him about that. So I was trying to figure out what the exact uh, award that, uh, that uh, Oprah got. And the first news headline that comes up... Um, was uh, Oprah's Golden Globe speech sends Weight Watchers stock soaring 13%. That's, I, I just I wanted to point that out for you. Fortune right. Magazine pointed that out. Interesting. Carry on. Uh, the Cecil B. DeMille Award, by the way. Cecil B. DeMille, yeah. yeah. What was it What was it they were awarding Kirk Douglas with? What huh. was that? I thought that was Cecil B. DeMille, but it must not be. must be some other deal. He got... I don't know yet. Hmm. He certainly... Um, oh, he was presenting, though, right? He, he didn't Did he exactly... Oh. He received a, standing ovation while presenting a Golden Globe with his... Oh, okay. With, yeah, with Catherine, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Zeta-Jones. Maybe he didn't win an award. I think having him present was probably a mistake. 101 years old. 101. And, and he looks about three times that age, frankly. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so uncomfortable. 
Uh, they just seem to exploit him. And I, I think that's really sad. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Ben Affleck fired back at Donald Trump after he after Trump called Meryl Streep overrated. If there's one thing truly in the world we know is not true, it's that Meryl Streep is overrated, Affleck. Told Jimmy Kimmel Monday night. It's like saying Gandhi, terrible leader. Pick a better shot rather than the person whose photograph actually accompanies great actress. <laughs> Streep had used her Golden Globe speech to draw attention to Trump's mocking of a disabled reporter last November, uh, saying disrespect invites disrespect, violence incites violence, and when the powerful use their position to bully others, we all lose. And the following morning, so this was a while ago, Trump went to Twitter to call her overrated, which I firmly agree with, and a Hillary flunky who lost big. (laughs) Oh, man. And he's not surprised that he's come under attack by the liberal movie people. Also, we were talking about uh, the Lana Del Rey song, which is being sued by Radiohead for sounding too much like their song Creep. Uh, and I, I love those things. So we're, maybe tomorrow we're going to do a uh, little feature. Oh, on that'll be fun. Some of those songs mm-hmm. that sound exactly like something else. And sometimes the artist who is accused of plagiarism, loses, sometimes they win. In George Harrison's case, I I was really surprised many years ago when he lost. And I think it was $2 million back in the 70s, which, you know, be like losing 15 or $20 million today. Um, and, and then, but very recently, I think it was just last summer, Led Zeppelin won their lawsuit with Spirit, who claimed that they ripped off Stairway to Heaven. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So we'll we'll do that tomorrow. Nick in Illinois, you're on the Blaze. Hi. Hey Pat, how are hey, you? Doing good. I really don't care. Um I um I'm a songwriter myself. I'm in a band uh here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd I'd like to uh offer you a little a little bit of I don't know, I guess insight as to what actually like goes through your mind when you're writing a song and writing a new chord structure. I mean, there have been a few times when we have written a song and someone will come back to us and say, wait, that song's already been written. You, that's that's so-and-so by the doors. And we're like, what, really? And then we go and listen to it. We're like, crap, now we can't write that. <laughs> right. So, so that does happen a lot? Yeah, there are uh. scenarios. I mean, not a lot, but there are certain scenarios where, you, where the artist and you know you don't always keep a mental note of every single song that's ever been written ever. Yeah, I, it's got to be so, tough. And you, yeah, you don't know every song, and you think you've, you're coming up with something new, and it it corresponds with something that was written 30 years ago. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to give up and write another song. <laughs> right, right. But sometimes you don't know that in advance, right? Before you release the song, and then you're in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and, and it's and it's. You know, it, it's uh, it's it's difficult when that happens. But then, on the other hand, you know, there's also people who, um, you know, you they take advantage of that. Like they'll uh, like with some of the. I, I personally think that a few of the um, more recent lawsuits have been a little bit of a stretch uh, in terms of like relating one song to another. I think it. Like the other side of the argument that I prefer is that there's only so many chord structures and melodies that sound good together. Right. 
Yeah. So sometimes you're going to have re- repetition, and it's just the way it is. I mean, has every song that can be written been written? I wonder that sometimes when I'm listening to music. I think that's got to be really tough to write some chord structure that nobody's ever thought of before. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And that's that's like the hard part about trying to write a good song is that you don't you want to write good music, but then you also have that in the back of your mind, like, oh, does this sound too much like this other song that we love so much, or is it different enough to where we can make it our own? Uh, I play the guitar a little bit, and there's, like, uh, the song 25 or 6 to 4 by Chicago is the the exact same chord structure used by um, uh, Blink-182 in their song... uh, is it Blink One Eighty Two? Brain, uh, brain. Oh no, it's Green Day. Brain Stew, right? Yeah. Is it Green right? Day? Yes. Anyway, yes. the same Ta-da. exact chord structure, Ta-da. but just a different, just a just different uh, chord rhythm. I mean, just a different and strumming you, rhythm. And then you wonder why uh, Chicago hasn't sued Green Day. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, they are the same exact chord. So. I don't know. It's really tough. I'm glad I don't have to deal with it. Um, have you written any songs that we might know? Uh, no. No. Okay. I don't think so. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, keep working on it. I mean, are you? Are you? Is that your business? You write songs. Uh, I mean, we're or not making just money off it. It's more like the dream. We're yeah. not making money off it yet, but I mean, like I have a day job. Right. But yeah, I mean, I love it. All right. Well, good luck. Let us know Thank when you man. write something we we can hear. Uh, uh, nas- I'll nationwide. I plagiarize someone else's song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um, there's there's a lot of good webs uh, websites that cover this songs that sound like other songs. People that have sued. Um, I'm looking at one that has fifty seven songs oh, that sound the that. same. Uh, then on YouTube they do a good. A, some people do a really good job. Of putting them together, putting them side by side, and showing you the chord structure nice. and the sound. It's kind of fun, and so that's why we're, we'll tackle it uh, uh, tomorrow. Right here on most of this same broadcast. Not all of it? Not all of it. Just most of it? It's most of the same broadcast. Okay. Yeah. 888 uh, More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888-900-3393. Good to have Stu in here in a couple of minutes talking about uh, TSA's regulations. Apparently, uh, TSA, the pre-TSA thing that you can you can skate right through the airports, is, he's saying it's easier to take advantage of now, I think. So we'll talk to him in a few minutes about that and some other stuff. Uh, by the way, if you've been waiting with breathless anticipation for Donald Trump's fake news awards, uh <coughs> Yeah, he's like me. Delayed that what? it was supposed Wait. to supposed to be released today, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, today was the big day. Yeah, I had all this yeah. anticipation built up. Uh, he's gonna he's going to award the most corrupt and biased in the mainstream media. It'll be presented. He'll present the losers now, not today, but Wednesday the seventeenth, 
because the okay. interest in and importance of these awards is far greater than sure. anybody could have ever anticipated. So wait a minute. You're I'm saying sure you, that, you that, know that. Right. You're right? saying that my you know excitement, that. my anticipation <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is what is causing the delay yes. in the release of the winners? Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, you, he's got to build up the anticipation a little bit more even, right? And figure out more people who've been corrupt. And obviously, he's got to throw this book in now as well, you would think. Oh, that's probably it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, here's what happened. Here's what happened. He spent last week pushing back on that book. Yeah. The time that he thought he was going to be coming up with it. I guarantee you he's coming up with the list himself on the corrupt media stuff. It's not like he's farming this out somewhere. This is important stuff, people, okay? North Korea may have nukes. Iran may have another revolution brewing. No telling what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. The, the leader of the free world has got to concentrate on the fake news awards. And making sure that we know that he's a very stable genius. Because he's like... He's like smart. Smart. And a very stable genius. <laughs> and when you name the stable genius you can think of throughout history, mm. and you'll find a person who's told you they're very stable geniuses. Isn't that <laughs> like an sure. alcoholic? Like they convince you that I don't have a problem. Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, there's no. something there. No, there's nothing, no, uh, uh, there's nothing there. No, uh, I mean, uh-uh. they know best. In other <laughs> words, when you're that close to it, you know best. Also, this is kind of interesting. Liberals and opponents of the Second Amendment argue all the time that gun laws in the United States are too soft and they allow people who are legally prohibited from owning guns to purchase them. However, a government experience con- uh, experiment conducted last year found that theory is completely untrue. <laughs> Members of Congress recently asked government investigators to assess how well the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives, I forgot they uh, added explosives to it, was enforcing federal gun laws. So investigators with the Government Accountability Accountability Office set out to test how well the laws were being followed and enforced. According to the GAO report, investigators sought to determine if private online sellers sold firearms. This is what we hear all the time. Well, if you buy online, you don't have to go through any process. Sold firearms to people who are legally barred from purchasing or possessing them. What did they find? The report states that investigators posing online as gun buyers who were not legally able to purchase a firearm were completely unsuccessful when attempting to purchase firearms from private sellers. In fact, the report states that investigators tried 72 times. How many times do you think they failed? They tried 72 illegal purchases. And they failed 72 times. 72 times. Out of... Just 72, though, so, so that's just 100%, 100% of the time. Tests demonstrated that private sellers GAO contacted on gun forums and other classified ads were unwilling to sell a firearm to an individual who appeared to be prohibited from p- possessing a firearm. Investigators looked for private sellers in online gun ads, not federally licensed firearm dealers who are required to run back. Wow. I mean, so they went entrapment to essentially the lowest common denominator here. They went to people who are just in un- online gun ads, not the people who have to do a background check for every purchase because they're monitored very closely. 
In 56 cases, the seller ultimately refused to ship the firearm or terminated the transaction because the undercover agent admitted they were unable to legally purchase or possess a firearm. In five other cases, the agent's online accounts were frozen, preventing them from even accessing a forum area to browse firearms. And the the 11 remaining attempts turned out to be scams. Each attempt was made on the surface web, according to the report, so not on the dark web or whatever that is. Meanwhile, the agents who also tried purchasing firearms from the dark web, an area of the internet where a lot of illegal activity happens, and it re- I didn't know this, it requires a special browser to access. I, I know very little yeah, about the me dark too. web. I-, I make it a point not to look into it, so. You know, we should get Jeffy in here. <laughs> yeah, you know he knows. <laughs> you know he does. No, but, but I guess the bottom line is, correct, that the gun uh, selling community, mm-hmm. those that are into guns, Mm-hmm. Are what's this policing themselves? Yes. Okay. I would say that's a pretty good description of what's going on. The agents attempted seven purchases on the dark web, uh, and on the dark web, they came away successful twice. So two out of seven, which is higher than you'd like to see, but it's the dark web. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where illegal activity is going on. Exactly. They were able to buy an AR-15 with an obliterated serial number and an Uzi that was advertised as fully automatic. Other than that, when they when they just went on the regular web that we're all on, doesn't require a special browser to access, uh, they were turned away every single time, all 72 times. I, that's, that's pretty good. And I guarantee you that, that those on the dark web aren't the gun folks that you and I know and love. They're just on there to sell things illegally. Right. And they do. Um, drugs, guns, uh, prostitution, whatever. That's apparently what you find on the dark web. A lot. Now, for the Hollywood crowd that is into Me Too and uh, It's Time or Time's Up or whatever the latest hashtag is, (laughs) wear black clothes, all of that stuff, I wonder if they checked out the New York Times article that actually questioned the Me Too movement over the weekend. Now, they're not saying, nobody says that this isn't legitimate, and it's not useful. What people are saying is it's starting to become, this movement is starting to become a little bit dangerous. Like, I don't know, the Salem witch trials. Um, they're talking about the troubling treatment to people uh, who are just accused of some kind of inappropriate action. And it seems that the accused are also immediately guilty. We've talked about this before, but it's it's one thing for us to say it. It's another thing to find it in the New York Times. Pretty amazing. Is it too late for an article like this? Maybe. Um, and it happens to have been written by a female, which is uh, also interesting. Whether it's in Hollywood, Congress, or Fox News, it's clear that sexual misconduct in the workplace has been a systemic issue for decades. It's now being uprooted. But this column from the New York Times suggests not everything about the Me Too movement has been good. In her piece titled, Publicly, We Say Me Too, Privately, We Have Misgivings, according to Daphne Merkin. She noted that most of the women she knows have expressed horrified excitement bordering on titillation in reaction to this ongoing marathon of scandals. But privately, they've been saying things like, 
grow up. This is real life. Whatever happened to flirting? What about the women who are the predators? Some of the women in her circle even referred to these scandals as witch hunts, but they're not doing this publicly, although many of our listeners have. That is one thing that has been a common theme since this harassment began is, what about flirting? Uh, Can men not flirt with women in the workplace anymore? Can women flirt with men in the workplace anymore? Are you going to completely change the dynamic between men and women? She goes on to point out that the movement's troubling treatment of those like, of course, she mentions Frank and, and Ryan Liza over scattered, anonymous or vague accusations in comparison to the treatment of those with more severe acu- accusations like Spacey and Lauer. She also writes about the victimology paradigm for young women, describing them as frail as Victorian housewives. She says the fact that such unwelcome advances persist and often in the office is, yes, evidence of sexism and the abuse, abusive power of the patriarchy. But I don't believe that scattershot, life-destroying denunciations are the way to upend it. In our current climate, to be accused is to be convicted. Hmm. That's exactly right. Due process is nowhere to be found. And what exactly are the men being accused of? What's the difference between harassment and assault and, quote, inappropriate conduct, unquote? There is a disturbing lack of clarity about the terms being thrown around and a lack of distinction regarding what the spectrum of objectionable behavior really is. Really great points. Shouldn't sexual harassment, for instance, imply a degree of hostility? Is kissing someone in affection, however inappropriately, or showing someone a photo of a nude male torso necessarily predatory behavior? Now, if if you're sending pictures of your naked unit okay i yes i can i can unsolicited i I can definitely unsolicited Uh right okay now if you're if you have a relationship with them or whatever maybe that's one thing i wouldn't do it even then but a lot of people do so (laughs) if it's unsolicited yeah i think that's harassment or as jeffy would say what they could say no i don't want any more and then you just (laughs) stop sending them <laughs> I think the invitation on something like that needs to happen need to, before to, the sending. You need you need clarification yeah. uh-huh. ahead of time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Jeffy, that, that's just me. Note. That's just me. That's probably not Jeffy. You're right. <laughs> but uh <laughs> want to make sure. I can't frankly, I can't believe this is in the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to going to ignore this because I haven't seen anybody talking about it. They certainly didn't mention it last night at the Golden Globes. But yeah, what about due process? What about, let's see the process work. Is there any evidence here of any wrongdoing? Did they really do something wrong or did they just ask somebody out a couple of times? And then when they were finally said, when somebody said, hey, don't ask me out anymore, they stopped. And we've had that described as sexual harassment. So, yeah, it would be nice if we'd stop for a minute, take a deep breath and really assess what's sexual harassment and what isn't. 888-933-93. We'll talk to Stu next. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Playing a lot of their music. Oh, we're back. Hi. And your mic is on. Hi. Hey, everybody. Oh, I'm, I'm talking. We're, we're discussing uh, with Stu his Philadelphia Eagles, who he inexplicably loves. Nobody knows why. <laughs> no, even Nobody me. Knows I, why. Including, me. I don't know why. Including Stu himself. <laughs> However, they had maybe the year of their franchise, well, since 1960 when they won the NFL championship. Mm-hmm. But this was the time when, I mean, here they are, the number one seed going into the playoffs. And what, two weeks before the end of the season, they lose their quarterback, who seems to be the whole spark plug toward a good offense. Probable MVP of the league. I mean, if he put, if so, he yeah. finishes the the, yeah. the games out, he's probably Carson Wentz is probably your MVP. I, it's hard to argue with that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, some some believe it was still Brady or maybe Gurley, but still, I mean, it, really still, those three only. Yeah, and he had a really good shot at that, and now he's gone, and Nick Foles takes over, and they can't seem to score a point. They lost six nothing to Dallas. Yeah, they did. Although he only played a quarter of that game, and they did rest some bad. people, but he looked terrible. And even more problematic was the week before. When they still needed to win to lock up the number one seed, and they, and they did they actually, actually won ten yeah, to six, I think it was against the Raiders. But got a bad defense, uh, and they so did without nothing. Carson Wentz, they averaged five points a game. Well, what do you want? <laughs> no. What do you want? <laughs> the only thing I will say is they uh, <laughs> the week before that against the lowly New York Giants, they did put up a bunch of points. I think they put up 30, oh was that without Wentz too? Yeah, and that was that was oh, okay. that was Foles the whole time. Okay. So I mean, so he is capable. I mean, he, he is. three years ago yeah. he was like putting setting the world on fire. Yeah, I think the I think it's now the second or third highest quarterback rating for a season of all time, which um, is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Was that the year that it, Sam Bradford was starter, right? And he went down. And he went down. I think it was. Was that was that him? Mm, was it Brad? I can't. I'm forgetting now. But it was no. It was before Bradford. Was it? Because he came. Foles played. Had that great year, uh, and they lost. He left the field. Beat ahead of the Saints in the playoffs. And then the Saints got a last-second field goal to win. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next year, they came back and went 10-6, and six, and Foles played not as well, but okay. Uh, and, uh, and then he's gone, bounced around from team to team. They got Bradford. He, they bounced, he's bounced around. He went to uh, the Rams and, and Kansas City. And now uh, he's and back. And now he's back. Uh, and played great the, for the end of the first game he played in, and when he came in in relief and, and finished off the Rams, which was a big, yeah. oh, a big yeah. one. That was a big win. Then uh, played well against the Giants. I mean, the Giants are bad, but still ripped well, them so pretty well. Well, it been four games since he, Wentz went down? It was th- Well, three in a chunk, three in okay. a few drives. Mm. And this is, by the way, and this is off top. This is not what I'm here for, of course. Obviously. No, this is not what always, happens we here. We always get waylaid with football. <laughs> of course. Uh, uh, I Let me at least make a case to, to you gentlemen <clears throat> mm-hmm. here that Carson Wentz should still be the league MVP. Yeah, I think it's proven, right? I, I think so, because if anything else, what is the MVP? The MVP, the best way to prove whether someone was an MVP or not was to be able to test the How's same the team, team without, without the player. Yeah. And normally you can't do that. You just have to yeah. speculate. Here's Wentz. We don't have to speculate. You don't have to speculate. This team is not good. How yeah, many good points case. did they score against the Cowboys? Exactly, zero. <laughs> Ten against the Raiders. Bad. Okay, and the only team they played well against was the wor- second-to-worst team in the league. Obviously, we have to leave for, for the Browns. Sorry, Cleveland. Right. Um, but the Giants are terrible this year. So they show that. Now, remember, Brady is the other competitor. I, I, you know, Gurley is in the mix, but it looks like Brady's the favorite right now. Brady threw one less touchdown pass than Carson Wentz did, except Brady played the whole season. Jeez. Wentz missed two, uh, three full games. It's amazing. And again, this is a regular season award. What yeah. is the best thing you can do for your team in the regular season? Get them to the number one seed throughout the playoffs. And he did. And he did that, except he did it in basically 12 games 
in or 13 games instead of 16. Mm-hmm. Well, do we punish him because he did everything he needed to do in 13 instead of 16 games? I'm with you. I think I'm Carson Wentz you is your MVP. You don't Lock have it to, up. You don't have to get mad at us. We're with you. A little <laughs> fired okay. up. You're You're this is all I have right now. You're in a safe <laughs> space. This is a safe space for you today. I got to say this, Pat. I got to yeah. deal with Keith Malinak, who, yeah. who's yeah. stupid Falcons. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are gonna are are probably going to to beat my team, and I'm gonna have to listen to him blab about it. And it's Do be I blab? Yes, you blab. You I sh- don't yes. do it. Well, you blab. Unequivocally, yes. Yeah, blab, but not you do about blab. the Falcons. Well, you blab better. about the Falcons. You usually are just saying how bad they are. Though. Right. So <laughs> I will say that's <laughs> usually the way. We're kind of both in that same position where we're just both trying to downplay our chances more than the other. Um, and I think I'm winning right now, to be honest. Uh, and so, and Vegas agrees for the first time ever a one seed is an underdog to a six seed. Isn't that wow. crazy? That is crazy. At home. Oh, my God. And I'm not exaggerating when I say I can't believe that that would be the Falcons. Yeah. Did, I mean, come the- on, Vegas. Did you learn anything in February? <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's going to be pretty interesting. And did you see this poll that came out about uh, the NFL that they're now, now – look, this is a, there's, a, there's flaws in this poll, but let me give you the headline. The headline is 33% of NFL fans, one-third, purposely stopped watching this season. Wow. Now – that's an interesting thing there, right? Because this has been a big narrative. Now, on- is that 33% of the people who stopped watching stopped watching on purpose? <laughs> or is that 33% of the overall audience? <laughs> they say 33% of NFL fans. Wow. One third of NFL fans purposely <sighs> stopped watching the season. Wow. Now, now first of all, the, the first step here is to say, obviously, this has been a big thing on talk radio. Trump's been all over this. This mm-hmm. has been a big thing. And a lot of people who don't like the NFL in particular are excited, right, about the demise of the NFL. Um, and it's, there's mixed information in this poll. First of all, I think right off the bat we can say that it's a lie, right? Like one-third of the ratings were down, I think, 8.5%. 33% of the fans did not stop watching. Right. Like we know right. that because unless all the other fans started watching a lot more, yeah. uh, I, which I kind of disagree, I, I doubt. Um, I, you know, it's we know that 33%. There's there's some, uh, as they would say, virtue signaling there, right? Like people want, uh, yeah, I stopped watching, even if they're still watching, right? Mm -hmm. We know that. We can compare Mm -hmm. to the ratings. So there's a little bit of that in there. But what's really interesting is what they found was 30 of the people who stopped watching. So you got a group of people, that 33%, that group of people, why did they stop watching? So this is what they found out. 33%, um, uh, 32%, excuse me, stopped watching because they wanted to support Donald Trump. So of the people that stopped watching, only a third of them were did it because of Donald Trump and his reasoning. Okay. On the other side, 22% said they stopped watching the NFL in solidarity with the players kneeling. So, wow. And another 12%. <laughs> That's not what they were trying to say. No, <laughs> they weren't kneelings to say, hey, stop, stop watching, watching us. Me. Stop watching me in my life. I want you to help pay my salary. <laughs> right, right, right. And then another 12% stopped watching in support of Colin Kaepernick. So, now there could be some uh, double counting wow. there, but it, the way they summarized it is about the same amount of people wow. stopped watching it in support of Trump. As as opposed to Trump, which is kind of an interesting split. The other categories were no interest in the team playing, um, and didn't like the traumatic, you know, the concussion stuff that had been going around. Some said eight uh, percent said games are boring, and then about half of people said some other reason that was not uh, listed as an option. So it really, you know, the the demise of the NFL, first of all, is vastly overstated, as we've talked about before, because I mean, mm-hmm. the ratings are actually down less than the rest of network television. So, I mean, mm. is, you know, 
it's hard to blame and go crazy about the NFL. And of course, they're still the number one show out there. Uh, they really still, you know, get the numbers. It's interesting what happens too when you diversify. Like they're available on Twitter now. They're available on. Yeah. I don't know. Is Netflix doing games too? Uh, not Netflix, Amazon. but Amazon yeah, is. Amazon is right. Um, Facebook. Can you Facebook the games, or is it just Twitter? I, might, I know uh, Twitter had it for a while. Amazon had it this year for sure. Um, yeah, you're right. You know, it's like Glenn's I, show. It's available on here. radio, on television, on the internet, on the Blaze, on um, on land television signals, on radio signals, mm-hmm. terrestrially. Uh, it's available on satellite. It's so it's everywhere. It's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So that kind of diversifies your audience and spreads it out. So some so of those it's natural not, for for it's one natural. of the categories to drop while another is, yes. fall, is rising, right? Yes. When people are going on Amazon for the first time, it's natural right. that their ratings will go down a little bit. And I think that's 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 part of the story. I think you know, part of the story is maybe it's possible. Certainly, they've peaked. Maybe they have too many games on. Maybe maybe they spread it out too much. I think all those things but that's are a never, little bit of a never factor. Never even been considered. When, when no. was the last time people said, you know what? We got, we got NFL games on too many nights. Nobody's ever saying that. No NFL fan is saying, hey, I don't want it on Monday and Thursday night. Yeah, Who yeah. says that? Every once in a while I hear like a commentator bring that up, and I think to myself like, Maybe yeah, you do, because you don't want to yeah, travel wanna... all over the country. <laughs> to be there on Thursdays? <laughs> I love having it on Thursdays. I do too. Again, like, is the football, a lot of times they put bad matchups there. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, they're, you well, know the football is the best. Against, yeah. you know, New Orleans. Yeah. I'm not going to watch. I gotta that say, either, like I, I flipped on the even even me flipping on the playoffs this weekend and seeing Jacksonville Buffalo. It was tough. It I is. Mean, I, I love football, but <laughs> a Jacksonville Buffalo playoff matchup. I don't matchup, care. I gotta and, tell you, I don't care unless you're in Buffalo. And I will say, even in Jacksonville, most people probably care. <laughs> Buffalo, they cared. I'll give you that. Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah. But yeah. that was about it, man. That was a that was a tough one to watch. Yeah. Now you're saying there's some good news on the TSA pre front. Yeah, it's funny. What I, have you described oh, discovered about that? This is big. I, I, I actually <laughs> emailed you really just to tell you this off the air, but I think it's I think it's I a think vi- it's huge. <laughs> it's a vital thing here. Yeah, uh, I think it's important for the audience. So if this goes back a while, where I got TSA pre, uh, which if you fly enough, you probably you might have, um, but it basically gives you like a free pass kind of through the security aisle. It's a much a much a much more uh, lenient security process, because they give much. you much. You don't have yeah. to take off your shoes. Yep. No or belts. Your belt. Don't have to take your laptops out. You don't have to take your laptop. You just you basically you go basically through, walk and through. you don't go through the naked screener. You go nope. through the uh, metal detector, the, the old school metal detector, which I love. Yeah, so you kind of have this check process at the beginning, where it's a little bit arduous at the beginning, but then okay, we've checked you out already because you went through a big hassle to get yeah. it right. And so the way my process was was I signed up for it. Um, and then there was a about a it was about forty five minutes of paperwork online, mm-hmm. past aliases where I worked, where I lived, all those things. Like they weren't difficult questions, but like it took a while to Still, gather the information. I haven't in the three or four or five years you've had it and yeah, been singing the praises. Yeah, I've not been interested enough. No, no. And I'm pretty dang interested, <laughs> yeah, right. but I can't get beyond the forty five minutes <laughs> right. of sign up. Now you do that, <laughs> then they give you another thing, and they have to go back on and do more stuff online. Yeah. Then you submit that. Mm. Then they send you. They send you your appointment time. They don't ask you when oh, you're available. They golly. send you your appointment time, in which you have to go down to the airport and have a. No matter what you got going on in your life, right. this so, is the time you get. I remember when mine happened. It was like wow. one p.m. on a Thursday. I was like, "Well, I just had to leave." I was like, "I don't care. I want this so bad. I'm just going to leave work." I don't blame you. And and so I went down to the airport, and the and the interview process was limited. They do some fingerprints and stuff like that. So, but I mean, it's it's a lar- It was a four month process from beginning to end. They ask you questions yeah. about your past and 
Yeah, talk I'm, to your neighbors and they don't go that they don't talk to your neighbors, they but they but, I mean they do a basic background check and they make you submit a bunch of information. Okay. So this is me and I got that probably four years ago, something like mm-hmm. that. And I will say, I mean, look, it's the government solving a problem the government created, so we shouldn't give them too much credit. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's an amazing <laughs> difference if you're if you're a person who flies a decent amount because you go right in that airport, you show up forty minutes before your flight, and you have no problem making it. You sail through. You sail through. You don't it's, have to stand in the long, nope. long security line. It's so fast, you never have to worry. It's uh, awesome. That's great. It is awesome. So uh, my wife uh, is doing some traveling. She has two two or three flights booked over the next few uh, weeks, and and she has one flight in March. And I was like, well, if you go now. You might be able to get them get it done by March. So she goes uh, through the process here, goes online, spends about, it wasn't 45 minutes, probably like 20, 25 minutes, fills it all out, gets immediately an opportunity to select a meeting time. Oh, wow. The first available meeting time the next day. Wow. She sets a meeting, goes down there the next day, two days after she starts this process, she has the number. They they must have streamlined this process completely since I did it. Nice. Now it is like Pat Gray friendly. I think. <laughs> I think it like, is. This is like. <laughs> I think it if is. you would get it done in a couple of days. Does it cost? And what's it? A hundred bucks? I think or it's seventy five. Oh, oh, it's uh seventy five or eighty bucks. I think. But if you have an American Express card, they will reimburse you the cost of it. Really? So you get it for free. <sighs> Hello. What the hell is going on? That's pretty uh, sweet, let's man. Let's see. I'm at uh, I'm I'm at the DHS website right now. Yeah, it is. I, I will sweet. say, <laughs> if you fly more than once a year, uh-huh. completely it's worth, worth doing. it. And it's you know over the four years, you know I fly a, a decent amount for for the not like a business traveler, but not like a person who only goes once for a vacation. We fly a decent amount, especially mm-hmm. you know in, the, in past years. Um, you know, I I have probably saved six or seven. <laughs> missed flights because of this hmm. because you know something mm-hmm. goes wrong i show up 30 minutes before the flight i can blow and through security still and still it. make it um yeah. you know those things actually uh, so i would highly recommend it if you ha- if you fly a decent amount it's so worth it that's pretty awesome yeah so step one would be to make sure you have an american express card mm-hmm. step two would be to um you know go to the dhs website fill out the paperwork step yeah. three go down to your appointment and then what wait for the thing to come in the mail yeah because i mean and nice. so, so she went down and she had some issue she forgot she brought her birth certificate, which she, which you can be birth certificate or passport. She brought a birth certificate, but didn't bring her marriage license. So they were like, that's not even the same name. We can't give you this, mm. right? Like under, an understandable point yeah. by them. Yeah. So she went back, got her marriage certificate, scheduled the appointment the next day. She had two appointments in two days. Oh my gosh, that's great. I'm like, I went through all this hassle. It's <laughs> <That's> pretty <laughs> awesome. It's done in like a minute. It's worth it. Yeah, I would say it's worth it for I you mean, now. Now it's crossed the pack gray line. I think it has. Yeah, I think it has, finally. <laughs> I think After all it has. <laughs> you know what else has crossed the pack gray threshold is the Ripple coin thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. I, I'm kind of into that. Really? Well. I mean, Bitcoin, I think, passed me by at 16000 mm-hmm. Unless I'm, you know, I got $100 worth. Big deal. What's yeah. that going to do for me? Right. Um, but the Ripple coin thing, I think, is within reach. Now, please tell me you haven't invested because I the, have not those invested poor yet. Ripple investors <laughs> are about to get screwed out of their minds when you pull the trigger on this. Supposedly, a $500 investment could reap $120,000 in the next year is what is being said to me. <laughs> no, really? No, I don't know. That's, okay. I don't right. know. Let me, so, I don't know either. Again, Ripple is, so Ripple is the third largest cryptocurrency right now. Behind What's Bitcoin second? and Ethereum. Ethereum, yeah. Um, so yeah. those. So and where's Ethereum now in the hundreds, right? N- well, it was in the hundreds. In fact, it was uh, just the, not too long ago. Damn, I was don't first tell of me all it's in the thousands. Now. Beginning beginning me. of the year, it was at ten ten dollars ten dollars. 
Um, and then it cro- it went up to about two, uh, about three hundred. Actually, it went up to about four hundred. Oh, hold on okay. a second. Hold on a second. I know for a fact that in December, it was below fifty cents per Ripple coin because yeah. this guy a was year trying ago in to September. Fig- oh, I'm sorry. I, I was yeah. just talking about we're talking about Ripple and December. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, so I went to Ethereum. So let me give you oh, Ethereum. Okay. I'm so, sorry. so it went from ten dollars to about four hundred. So it was like it had written percentage wise a lot more than Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so it went up to four hundred. Then it came back down to about two. It was about 285, and I remember being in there talking to Glenn, and I said, man, 285, it should be higher than this because Bitcoin was going through the roof, and Ethereum wasn't moving with it, and then usually they'll move somewhere in the direction. I thought to myself, if this gets down to 250, 260, I'm pulling the trigger on a bunch. I'm going, I'm going in. It never got down to 250, 260, unfortunately. So you never went in? Never went in with Good, it. Good, I'm glad because well, I haven't either. But now but, you have, haven't you? Uh, well, I did a long time ago, but okay. I'm saying I never All went right. in a second time. Right. So it went down, got down to about 275. It is now like 1,100. <laughs> I'm like, ah! You just missed these opportunities. Why, but, why did I invite you in here? No, today? I don't know. <laughs> why? What the hell? But, we should have just stuck to TSA pre, right? You, the ripple is... <laughs> or the Philadelphia right. Eagles. <laughs> well, uh, we got one more week to talk about them, sadly. Uh, no, so one, one thing on Ripple. Let me give you the back... Okay, do we have time for me right, to give you yes. the backstory on this? Yes, go ahead. Real quick. So Ripple. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Bitcoin, right, is a... It's, it's all spread out, right? So mm-hmm. you have thousands of computers who have to check this distributed ledger every transaction gets passed around that's why it's so secure right it's being all it's all over the place Mm -hmm. and it's not centralized there's no central control over it that's kind of the the uh the the charm right it's no government control no central authority no central trusted authority so there's not a bank in charge of it right right that's the charm Mm -hmm. of a cryptocurrency as we understand it right yes so ripple's not like this at all oh ripple they they created there's no mining of ripple they created a hundred billion Ripple uh, coins. They're, they're tokens. They're called. They're yeah, particular. Tokens. So they tokens. actually have physical. So they created no, no. But they, no. they, they, you know, crypto created a hundred billion of them. Okay. Where there's twenty one million bitcoins. A hundred billion of these things. So far, they've only released thirty three billion. So the company is holding sixty seven billion of these things. Hmm. Right. They are allowed to release a billion per month. So they can, at $3, uh, wow. release $3 billion of free money for the next 67 months. greatly devalue those Exactly. Tokens. So you don't have the restricted capacity oh, like you do with Bitcoin. Good. Okay, so that kind of puts it back yeah. into perspective, to doesn't m- it? Yeah, to me, I, I think it's a little a little shit. Although I love it from their idea. Wow. The guy, the main guy. In Are you control, invested in them at all? I am not, no. Okay. The main guy who, who created, uh, who's in charge of it right now, has rocketed to like top five or six wealthiest people in America because the ripple coin guy. Yeah. Because they've got like 60 billion yeah. of these things oh, yeah. hanging around at three bucks a pop. That's amazing. That's solid. Triple eight, 933, more Pat Gray unleashed coming up. Pat Gray unleashed the blaze radio network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. By the way, you can listen for Stu on the Glenn Beck program tomorrow. Um, of course, at uh, eight o'clock Central Time. Central Time. Nine o'clock Eastern. Nine Day. Eastern. Which makes it about uh, six in the morning uh, Pacific. What time is that in uh, the Aleutian Islands? I have no idea. 
Uh, I really don't know. It's like five, I think. Is it? Yeah. Is Alaska? And Hawaii Alaska is four. Can't, okay, yes. I think you're I think, right. I don't know. No, I think you're right. But it's tomorrow in Guam if they're not capsized by then. Which they could well be yeah, if I enough people uh, get on one side of that island. We've been concerned about that for a long time. Y'all be careful, Guam. Please. <laughs> we care. Please. I love this story about Chris Christie uh, who says if Trump hadn't entered the race, he'd be president of the United States by now. <laughs> wow. Come on, man. Come on. With his time as governor of New Jersey officially coming to an end this month, Chris Christie gave an exit interview to New Jersey Advanced Media, and among the many assertions he claims he made uh, was this. He honestly believes he'd be president today if Donald Trump didn't enter the race. There's absolutely no way he would have become president of the United States. I don't think so. At no time was Chris Christie leading this race or close to the top in this race. No, because remember, he was a joke before there was a Donald Trump entry. He had the whole Bridgegate thing. He had the whole problem with uh, a lot of progressive ideas. Making out on the beach with Barack Obama didn't help. And how about... Jeez, don't even get me started. That's why we don't have a President Romney right now in a second term. Exactly. I I think exactly right. And... uh, he had uh, he had the, he went on a, the beach by himself when everybody else in New Jersey was oh, yeah. banned from the beach. You remember yeah. that fiasco? That was the summer, right? Yeah. I mean, the guy over and over and over has done these things that are just the antithesis of who we thought he was. <laughs> yes, his job approval in Jersey actually dropped into the teens that last is, summer. That is unreal. When we were there. It was, I don't know where it was numerically, but he was very popular early on. Very. And, I mean, how do you With, feel? A Pat scorned. I mean, you you practically oh, wanted well, to make we, love to the man. I mean, do you remember Chris Christie porn? That's right. Everything we said, we played with porn music behind it because it was like, you know, porn to us. It was so <laughs> it good. Was our hero. He was our hero. He was, we thought, fantastic, and then we learned, no. And then we moved and, in with him. No, he's not. Didn't put the seat yeah, down. Yeah, didn't. didn't. You know, just left the milk out on the counter. What a slob he turned out to be. Uh, He didn't squeeze the toothpaste from the bottom. He squeezed it from the middle or the top. Yeah, don't fall for him. I want hugs. Do ya? Do ya, Chris? I I wonder if I still have that. Oh, you don't understand what keeps me going. It's... Uh, Listen to this. People ask me for hugs to comfort them. Yeah. People ask me for hugs to make sure I wouldn't forget them. Oh, it's beautiful. People ask me for hugs... People asking for hugs just just to know that the leader of the state the leader of the state cares about them. People came up to me all the time in the aftermath and said to me, Hey, how do you do it? Governor, where did you get the energy? Where do you do it? How do you do these hugs that mean so much to so many? And he said, You don't get it, do you? Uh, You don't get hugs. It's 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 the the hugs. People come to me all the time and say, Governor, what's your favorite word? His favorite word is hugs. I think we learned that. All right, we'll see you tomorrow here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.